And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. What a show for you got today as well. But no Chaz Reiter. Sad. It's a big show, but no Chaz. We're going to talk college football, NBA, MLB. We'll have Joe joining us. World Series recap. We were wrong. We both picked the Astros. Joe picked the Nats. But it wasn't in seven. He picked them in six. We'll talk about that. Strasburg or Cole? Who should teams that are looking for an ace pitcher right now covet more? We'll talk about that as well. Juan Soto. Also in the NFL, we'll start off with that, but the NBA as well, one of their greatest strengths, and probably their greatest strength, is their greatest weakness. And then college football. Chase Young. Is it a possibility that he could win the Heisman and maybe he might not go number one next year? We'll talk about that. But we're going to start off with the NFL as well. The San Francisco 49ers, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the similarities between them and the Patriots. And then me and you were talking on the way up about the Bears and Matt Nagy and Mitchell Trubisky and why they've had so many issues each and every week. Matt Nagy likes to throw the ball. We know that. Mitchell Trubisky is not a guy that can control the game through the air. He needs, he's a game manager. But you see the San Francisco 49ers last night, and each and every week, they continue to impress. And it's, it would do through different ways. You think about last week, the Carolina Panthers, a four-game winning streak coming into San Fran, really hoping that maybe they can establish themselves as one of the best teams in the league. And what happens? They get destroyed. That's because of great defense, and that's because of running the football. Last night, it was different. You see a lot of passing. Jimmy Garoppolo goes for 300-plus yards and four touchdowns. Yet, I know it was against the Arizona Cardinals, but still, anytime you have a game like that, I don't care who you play, very impressive. And that's what they do, and that's why they're so great. Because you see the Patriots each and every week. They'll come at you sometimes with five wide receivers, and Brady throws the ball 40 times a game and throws for 300 yards. And then the next week, you see they're running the football for 200-plus yards. They're a chameleon. They're, they're, a, they're a team that changes each and every week where it's other teams, majority of the teams in this league, you've seen it's the same game plan over and over, and there's nothing new to it. We see it all the time as Giant fans, literally. It's the same thing where the Patriots and do it every week differently, and you're seeing the 49ers differently. They're winning games like that, <laughs> offensively specifically. Well, like I just said, I use the, uh, the you know, the chameleon term yeah. in the sense that they're able to adapt to every team. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen it before with the New England Patriots. One week, it's like you said, it's double tight ends, power formation. Let's run the ball for 250 yards. Then the next week, we're going to spread you out with five wide receivers. We're going to throw the ball all around the field. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes the Patriots so special because they're able to do so many things where teams are stuck in one dynamic. Hey, this is what we do. This is We're going to make them adapt to us. Yeah, and well, that's and that's and, what the forty nine and that's what the forty niners. It seems like are starting to to learn so and starting to do what they're doing each and every week. It to seems reference like. what you just said, we'll go back a couple weeks ago. They were just winning on defense. The defense was just that dominant, and they were 
and they were they were the reason why they win. Then you go back to last week's game against Carolina. Three running backs score a rushing touchdown. Tevin Coleman goes for three uh, for three touchdowns in the first half. They run for over 200 yards as a team. They literally dominate because of their defense and Nick Boza mm-hmm. and the running game. Now you go back to this week. The defense wasn't that spectacular last night. Was not. Kyler Murray had an I it, thought a very underrated game. Well, you know night. they didn't throw the ball that much. Last no, I know. They didn't and, get that. When he, it wasn't a lot of passing yards yard, for him. When he had the 88, other yard, than the exception of the 88 yard touchdown, he only had 116 yards at that present time. But they were in the game. They used Kenjin Drake all over the field, passing, running. They looked really good. That yep. San Francisco defense last night didn't look as dominant as what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. But you look at them last night. Jimmy G, first game of the whole season, that he really had to take the bull by the horn and lead them. He threw for over 300. I mean, look at the last drive. He threw for over 300 yards. He threw for four touchdowns. It was the first quarterback since Jeff Garcia in 2000 to have 300 yards passing. In for four a San Fran quarterback? Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. So 19 years. Alex Jeff Smith, Garcia, Jeff Alex Smith Ka- even Kaepernick. Kaepernick never threw for one game. No, no, no. 300, 300 yards and four touchdowns in one game. Since to- Jeff Garcia? Yeah, that's pretty Jeff Garcia that's was pretty good. Never mind. That, okay. that was the 300 years. yards, that's different. 300 yards and four touchdowns. That's that's a pretty good one. And he was efficient, a good day at the office. And he was and he was he made all the right plays. You look at that two-minute drive, third and ten, hits Emmanuel Sanders, steps up in the pocket, moves around, third and eleven. Third and six, after mm-hmm. they just had a delay a game, he comes up, makes the guy jump up, he throws the ball to the backup tight end. Listen, they got a lot of great pieces. George Kittle is their dominant receiver. I love him. I love George Kittle. I love George. You could call him a receiver if you want, brother. I know. You could call him a receiver they, if you want because t- he is so great. They have three or four running backs that can run the ball. And you got to think about this. If you're a San Francisco 49er fan, you're doing this with your two best tackles. They're both out. The first round pick. Without their Mike, best tackles? Mike McGlinchey. Yep. The Notre Dame kid yeah, that Notre took Dame, the first yeah. round last yeah, year. I I and you. Joe Staley, the other left tackle. So you're thinking about right this. Tackle. Is he the, no, no, he's the left tackle. He's still the, the right. Left, he's Joe still Staley's the left, the left tackle. Joe Staley's been around they for a while. he got three running backs. They ju- we'll get into the trade deadline in a couple minutes, but they made a huge move to get Emmanuel Sanders last night. He had and we'll, seven, yeah, and we'll talk and about And we know that. we had him in fantasy. He had seven catches for 112 yards and a touchdown. And then you look at what they've done in the draft the last four years. They drafted a defense lineman in the first round. Then they drafted a defense lineman in the second round. Then they drafted the the tackle out of Notre Dame. First round picks on their the, defensive then, line. Then they, dra- then they drafted the tackle, and then they went back it to all the start, Nick Bosa. It all starts. We always talk about this league. This league is about. I don't. Uh, everybody says it's quarterback driven. It is quarterback driven, but realistically, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's, it's all it happens all Colin the time. Colin starts. Is any doubt can grapple? Here, Last here, night, here, I will say to but, finish up my point though. I'm sorry to cut you off. I will just say this, but to his point. I said you, we had this argument on Tuesday. Yeah. If I had to pick two teams of the NFC that I thought would face off in the NFC Championship, it would be the Packers and, and, the, and the Saints because of the quarterback. Yeah, but when your defense is that good, I mean, they're do- their defense is dominant. You know and it's so impressive. But now last night's game proved to me at least, and I know it's the Cardinals' defense, that he has the capability of being that guy to lead them. And he's 16-2 and two as a starting quarterback. The defense, everybody always wants to say it's a quarterback-driven league. Understandable. You need a franchise quarterback to succeed. But the defensive line is is so important in games. It seems like it's it's like a make or break. The offensive line is huge as well. But if you're getting pressure on the quarterback and this defense gets after you, they make your nights on Thursdays, on Sundays, and on Mondays not enjoyable. Miserable. Not fun. And that's what they do. I know last night they got a little scare. 
Arizona, I'm telling you, we talked about it too this morning. They get an offensive line. They help Kyler Murray. Watch out for the Arizona Cardinals for the next couple years. This could be a dangerous team going forward. But San Francisco, you get four defensive linemen. Eric Armstead, Tavoris Buckner, Nick Bosa, and Solomon Thomas. Four first-round picks. It all starts there as well. Jimmy G, having a quarterback like him, if he could stay healthy, could be huge for the San Francisco 49ers. But they continue to impress. They're 8-0, and last night they do it like the New England Patriots again. This team is more and more impressing me. I was not high. We, were both, we both picked them 6-10 and 10 in the preseason, by the way. I know. We're both idiots. We're both, we're both not smart on that one. So, congratulations, San Francisco 49ers. You still are undefeated after eight weeks. And we were just talking about Emmanuel Sanders and how he could be a huge addition to a team that needed a uh, like that boost, a veteran presence in that receiving core. And that's what happened. They made a move for Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is still a hell of a talent. Yes, he came back from an Achilles injury, a devastating injury, and he's still playing amazing. He did it with Denver for a while. He's doing it now with San Fran. And you have to make moves for teams that are trying to get into a position to win a championship. The San Francisco 49ers felt comf confident enough that with the combination of Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy G, and you add this defense that's coming together sooner than possibly we all expected to and dominate the way they are, they went to make a move. And now you get a receiver that, hey, this is going to help a team that has a plethora of talent now on that offensive side with the running back committee and the receivers by committee as well because you don't know who's getting the big game from the receiving core and the running back core. And that's what they did. They made a move. So, Ted, you wrote a blog the other day, you wrote like a little uh, after the trade deadline. And there was a lot. There was more losers than winners in the trade deadline. We had a lot of trades before. All four, all four pre, of them, I said, had, I, were losers. Pre, I said, and I had the disappointments. pre Trade deadline, there was a lot of trades. The trade deadline, there was absolutely nothing. It was boring. We were excited for a lot of big names to be moved. Quarterbacks, cornerbacks, defensive ends, everywhere around the talent pool, we saw people thought getting moved. Our own Giants, we thought. Nothing happened. Very boring. So, Ted, you put the losers, and three of them were playoff teams, and another one is in all rebuild mode, and they should have made the trade. Get draft picks. And I agree with you on all four of the teams. There's a bunch of teams that are also. The Giants could be on that list. As losers, because they could have traded. We actually they, did. They, they did. We, they did we, we, trade we, Leonard Williams, okay, but they trade. They didn't trade for guys that we all thought were going to be getting traded. So, Ted, your four teams, three of them playoffs, two of them in our division, the Eagles and Cowboys, and then the Chiefs. And the other one was the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals, obviously, are in rebuild mode. So you could have traded A.J. Green and get more draft pick. It's about building up that draft, right? You have a young coach. You want to get him with a quarterback and get as many. You're going to be one of the worst teams. We will get to see the Miami Dolphins, Cincinnati Bengals this year. Well, and so the reason, remember that. And the reason we why will I, get to see them this year for a battle for the number one pick. And the reason why I did see the, you know, I did write the Bengals is because I look at like, and I didn't get in depth because I could have been even more, but like, the Chicago Bears. Say what you want to say. I think Trubisky is what Trubisky is. We've seen it. He is as an average to poor quarterback, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Andy Dolan was on the market. Teddy Bridgewater could have been on the market. I didn't write about the Bears, but for the Bengals, I would have called the Bears and said, you give me a second round for Andy Dolan next year? You, you're not getting a first round. Can you give me a second? Can you give me a three and a four? Mm -hmm. You're trying to build for the future. You're starting Ryan Finley. What's the point of having Andy Dolan? Andy Dolan's not coming back. It's like the Eli. Trade, yeah, AJ Green, Andy Dolan. Just a, now, AJ Green, you could have got a first you, round. Think about it. You could have been like Miami Dolphins. Maybe you second had, or third. You could have had two. 
Who? Second or third. Who round. for who? AJ Green? No, AJ Green would have. You think he's a first round talent coming off an injury? Teams would have gave a first round talent. Ooh. For a guy that's coming off an injury, that's that's a, that's a gutsy move. You gotta understand. That's a gutsy move. I'm no, I'm serious. But it's I also, don't think it's also a gutsy move knowing that he's a free agent. Ted, you see teams hold back on trading second or third round picks. You let okay. Alone. You're trying to say here's they the thing: they, he would get, whoever would, you're gonna get, whoever's gonna trade for him, right? They would have traded for a first round pick for a guy that you know hasn't played all year, is has an injury history, and he's coming off an ankle injury. That's one of uh, one of the. That's a, a terrible injury to have for anybody that I've had ankle injuries. They're not fun. You, you know have what had Adam Schefter had? I was watching Schefter. 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 Um, he said the team that he would have loved to see AJ Green go to was the New Orleans Saints. The Saints, huh? That's what he said. It would have. I thought he was going to go to the Patriots until they went for Sanu, and that was probably so the end of those stories. He said, and they would, and they should have given him first round because whoever yeah. you're going to get in the first round, late in that round, it's not going to be the where AJ Green's going to be. And what do you get now? He he's here's what I said with the Bengals too is he's going to be a free agent. Now they could franchise him. He I, said he, he wants a long term deal. A long term deal. He would stay in Cincinnati. I, he's he's a good. That's guy. That's another gutsy move, and because I for a guy that want, I guess wants the money, he doesn't want to win a championship. But I also wrote he's Dallas and Philly enough. because yeah. when I look at those two teams, they're looking up at everyone else in the league. They're looking up at Green Bay. They're looking up at the Saints. They're looking up at Seattle. They're looking up at the 49 the best team in the NFC right you now. You know, possibly. and you can also make the argument they're looking up at the Vikings right now. Yeah, because the Vikings already beat up now, on the Eagles. Now, yes, they are in the wild card. Those Seattle and Minnesota will be the wild card teams. But you're Dallas. You're all in. Yeah, right? I wrote it. You're not going to be able to play Amari and Dak and, and Byron Jones yep. on your team. You're going to lose players next year. This team is not going to be the same team. And we know this. They had a huge argument on Speak for Yourself the other day about Dak. He should be $27 million a year. But he's not. He's gonna get thirty plus million dollars. It is what it. God, give him as much money. But here's, give him forty. But that's what the market Dad, is. You get a hundred million. You get a hundred. Everyone gets hundred million. Do you know if mil. they signed him last year, they wouldn't have to pay that money. But or, but Wentz got that money, and people could say, well, I hope that Dallas. I'm still hoping and praying that Dallas gives him so that forty million dollars. I said, and supposedly from the reports that the Dallas didn't want to give up a third round. They were agreement with the Jets on a first round. Jamal Adams. It seemed like for all the reports that we said, it all seemed like Jamal Adams was going to the Dallas Cowboys. They didn't want to give up a third round pick. They gave up the first round. They didn't want to give up a third round. They only wanted to give up to the fourth. Listen, would you rather give? Who up? are you getting? Hold, hold you on. Would you rather give a first round pick? To an A.J. Green or Jamal Adams? Jamal Adams. Because okay, he's still okay. under the rookie deal. And you're going to have him for two more years. And you could franchise him. And he's, and he's one of the best and, and he's one of the best players. 12 defensive players in the league, if not top 10. Yeah. He's one of the best 10 young players in the entire league under 25. Okay, he's in the talent defensively as Barkley is offensively. He's a leader. The way you really look, you would go that far. The way you look at off. So do you agree with his statement? What he said the other day? I mean, I no, 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 no. We'll, okay, we'll get when, in. When me we'll, and Donald, Aaron Donald's a defensive we'll, player we'll, here, he's an MVP. Hold on, we'll get, we'll get into that. Tom Brady that. has six rings. We'll his get, hardware holds him down. We'll get into that in a couple minutes. The Jets and Browns. We'll talk about that. I didn't want to get get back to the, the Eagles and, and Cowboys. hundred percent agree. Two teams in the NFC looking to get in there, and needed to make a. a, a I would like to see AJ Green go to the Philly. They need a deep threat. Why weapon. do you want anything good for Philly? Well, because if you're Philly, Ted, you want. Am I hearing you correctly? I would root for Philly over Dallas if you had a choice. I root for neither one of them. You got to root for someone. I'm not rooting for Dallas or Philly. You can't. And you can't root for a tie. You got to root. For There's Philly. no tie. I just told. I told There's no support. This Listen, is, I told someone last night if Dallas and New England were in the Super Bowl, I'd root for New England. 
before I rooted for Dallas. Absolutely. I mean, I rooted for New England when they played the uh, Philly. But I, I, I don't like Philly or Dallas. They're the same. Dallas is but Dallas, but Philly's Here's the thing. Bad. Philly needed more secondary help. That's why I wrote it. There was guys on the market. We had, they've been talking about since the beginning of the season, Patrick Peterson deal. Yeah. But Arizona said they're not trading them more. They would want to vote. And who was the other team? There was was also, the I, wrote, I also wrote, no, it was two teams, two other teams. I said Darius Slay, the cornerback from Detroit. No, who was the team in the AFC? You had four oh, teams. Oh, the Chiefs. Yes. And I, and, and I used the same rhetoric with, that I used with Philly as I used with the Chiefs. Both need secondary help. You got Chris Harris in the division. You know what type? Now, maybe Denver doesn't want to trade him inside the division. I understand that. But we've seen moves happen before. And if, listen, Denver, you're not winning anything. Mm-hmm. So give him Kansas City or Darius Slay or Patrick Peterson or anyone that could help you. Listen, they there, need, was, under they the radar, need there we, was under the radar that Baltimore was all in on Jamal Adams, too. Now they have Earl Thomas, too. So, so now you have Earl se- Thomas and Jamal second, Adams. The secondary. That could have been, been a, that could have been a Cam Chancellor Earl Thomas younger versions. Listen, Baltimore probably realizes you got Mahomes hurt, Steelers are hurt. There's a lot of backup quarterbacks. The only team we really have to beat is New England. Tom Brady's older. Their offense is not as strong. We can run the football. We can play great defense. If we don't know if this Lamar Jackson experiment is going to last for three, four, five years down the road, this might be our one year because once Mahomes gets healthy. Everyone expects it's like the Tom Brady thing that Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to be a Super Bowl. They're supposed well, yeah, number one seed every would you, year. Would you disagree to that statement? Just because you that would Watson yeah, I, and Mahomes. That's the other. I didn't, the two, I didn't even add those Watson. are the two quarterbacks that really could have that can really like we said a couple weeks ago. Those could be the two future faces of this entire league once Brady and Breeze go and Rodgers. Think about it. So you have to help out your team that's trying to compete for a championship. Three teams. A lot of pressure on these three teams. The Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. All three teams having high expectations coming into this year. Super Bowl aspirations to all three teams. Could have made a big splash. And kind of just... It was like a little... The, tra- like a little the actual like, NFL like trade done was kind of a dud. Yes, it was pre-trade deadline. That was the exciting stuff. So you see a team like the San Francisco 49ers make a move. They feel confident right now. They can make a, oh, run, the, make a run in the playoffs right now. So they go get a receiver, a quality receiver. Not a top 10 receiver, but a receiver that's going to help your team. He's very good still. I could have used for, the— and I'll, I'll and then, to the, It could have been the Browns, too. I mean, there's a lot of teams. There's always winners and losers. But teams that are trying to make that next step, the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the, and the Cowboys— didn't make any moves, but you see the 49ers. That's why the 49ers are in the position they are in right now. Currently, 8-0, and the, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the, and the Chiefs, all teams that are winning records, but... If I, really, if I had another really. team to put in that list, I would have put the Cleveland okay. Browns because the expectation, the pre-hype... Of the the whole season, Beckham, Landry, you know, <coughs> excuse me, Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Mason, Whoa. Miles Garrett, Olivia Vernon. There's they a, need an offensive lineman. How about how about how about? <laughs> he's choking. Have some water. Have some water. It's like the Browns. Speaking of the Browns, they should have got that, and, and go with the trade deadline. Last part was the name familiar <laughs> with that team was Trent Williams. Yes, and, they didn't. They didn't want to do it. And supposedly the asking price. Got dropped. Wasn't a, such it was a, a second round pick. Second round pick. Listen, this is your future, Baker Mayfield. You took him number one. You said he was the best player, right? Yep. That's why you took him. 
You took him uh, over protect, Saquon. You took him, him over. You took Darnold. him over Darlin, Lamar Jackson. Protect him. Bre- Go get a left tackle. Protect him. Most one of the most important positions in all football. Speaking of the Browns and Jets, I'm glad you're bringing up the Browns because right now these are two teams coming into this year had high expectations, and I was fooled. I was fooled by the New York Jets. I was fooled. No, I wasn't fooled because I knew the Cleveland Browns were going to be a team that's going to have a lot of hype and never could. Right now, they're 2-5. and five. You know the deal. They have a favorable schedule going forward, though. We'll see that, how that plays out. I had them a 9-7 and seven going into this year. I also had the Jets a 9-7. and seven. And my question to you, Ted, is right now, the dysfunction going in, which team right now has more dysfunction? Is it the Jets and Jamal Adams not talking to the GM, not at, at a certain time, and the whole trade deadline, he feels he's an Aaron Donald-type guy. He should never be traded. He's one of the cornerstones of this franchise. Oh, the Browns with Baker Mayfield leaving his, his pre-interview. Was just <clears throat> all that with Beckham as well. Which team has to deal with this childish kind of behavior? So are we talking organization or are we talking team? There's a difference. Um, what, what do you want? Because for me, it's a very, organization. For me, it's a very easy and simple organization. Answer. It's the Jets. It's not the Browns. The Brett's or, Jets, the Browns organization, I don't see an issue. Okay? They went for, with Freddie Kitchens because what they saw in the last eight games of the season when he was the offensive coordinator and the, with Baker Mayfield, they saw progress. They, so they set, stuck with the hot hand. Now, yes, he had no experience previously, but that doesn't mean anything sometimes. I mean, look at baseball. Aaron Boone had no experience and has led the Yankees to back-to-back 101 seasons. David Ross just got signed to the Chicago Cubs. No experience. Huh. Alex Cora just got was signed two, two years ago, just like Aaron Boone. Was hired. Direct, hired. Whatever. <laughs> signed. Hired. It's the same signed, difference. Hired. Okay. His name went on the dotted line. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. All right? You know what Ted means. Now. Do I think football is a lot different than baseball? Yes. I think coaching and experience is a lot more significant in football because we see because Bill Belichick is the best coach in football in any sport, and it shows it because you can't just have LeBron James and think you're going to win 60, 70 games and be in the championship. Yes, yes, Tom Brady, but you need 52 other guys. Cleveland did that. Okay, what Cleveland's issue is immaturity. It's not the organization, it's immaturity. Baker Mayfield is an immature, childish kid who doesn't know how to handle it. When the guy asks you a question, answer it. See, I love what you you have to, as a franchise quarterback, you deal with adversity. You have to deal with it. And that's when you deal with that. That's part of the job. guy and doesn't handle crap like that. That's part of the job. Being a franchise quarterback, you have to never made New York. You have to deal with the media. And that's what comes with being the a franchise quarterback. The media could be your friend. When the guy also asks, could be, your, guy, could be ba- your worst enemy. When Baker Mayfield goes, what type of question? You didn't play football. Of course not. That's why he's asking you the question. People ask me questions about football refereeing because they don't know. I ask you refereeing questions because I don't, don't know. You don't know the I answer. Don't, that's I don't why know he's fully doing all this stuff Say, about listen, refereeing. We didn't do what we wanted to do. We didn't handle it correctly. Yes, we were unhappy by not scoring points, but you know what? We move on for it. We got the Denver Broncos this week, and that's the only thing, and we got to get on the winning track. The Jets organization is a mess, okay? <laughs> they didn't handle the Jamal Adams thing, right? And, Terrible. But it's I also think Jamal Adams overreacted. It's kind of childish, too. He's going to look, look back. And, because Why would I do that? I watched the trade deadline that day, and Kyle, um, excuse me, let me slow down, Ryan Clark, Got a text from Jamal Adams, who's a 
Dallas native and said he would like to go play for the Dallas Cowboys. So don't go back and say, oh, you as a player are always thinking what's best for you too. Because how many seasons do you want to go with one and six, one and six, one and six, one? You know, it gets old. Well, losing okay. records, yes. You, 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 especially when you come from probably a guy who's used to winning. You could see Kyler Murray last night. I could see at the end of the game. He was upset they lost. Of course, more so than like I see a normal quarterback. Well, because I think he comes from a, a guy who won four state championships in Texas. Yeah. Went to Oklahoma. Uh, and But and they won. were a couple makes mistakes away from winning that game. And that was a heartbreak. The Jets that's are an organization. A, the Jets and they also whole. didn't handle their free agent signing Osamoy. Or I believe Osamoy. Yeah, Osamoy. Do you, the that thing whole, he was that getting his surgery. Uh, the Jets said he thing. didn't need a surgery. He says, I don't care what you say. I'm getting surgery. Just a debacle. They, it's just a debacle. There was a talk that they were going to trade Le'Veon Bell. Supposedly the Steelers even gave a call. I mean, this to me, it's the Jets. Pretty pre, pretty plain and simple. How they handled Sam Darnold? Oh, no, pre, exactly. Adam Gates. Pretty plain and simple. The New York Jets. You have a franchise quarterback on your team right now. You're hoping a hopeful franchise quarterback. I don't want to get carried away on that because he is still, yes, very talented, and many around the league feel like he's a franchise quarterback. But there's still a question mark. And we asked a question last week. One of the questions was, is Lamar Jackson already the best quarterback, has distinguished himself as the best quarterback from the 2018 draft class? And me and you both agreed, yes, because Josh Allen has inconsistencies. Rosen's career looks like it's already over with. It's sad, but it's the truth. Baker Mayfield is still a question mark. Looked good last year, but had many mistakes. And this year, it hasn't looked good at all. And Sam Darnold seeing has kind ghosts. of... And Darnold He's is seeing ghosts. ghosts and taking kind of almost a step back right now. So, Sam Darnold. It's about Sam Darnold. If you want to get the right coach, get rid of Adam Gase. It's been a disaster. It's not working. I don't know why they hired him. They probably should have hired Mike, Mike McCarthy. They probably really screwed, screwed that one up. No, because you know Mike who McCarthy they need to go get? Who? They need to go get... Riley, Lincoln Riley. He's not gonna leave, bro. You, you go leaving. He, he could, he could, but he's not going to. Listen, only job he's going. Only, he's going to Dallas. And only he's going. No, he's not going to Dallas. What? You think Jason Garrett's gonna stay there for a lot, a lot longer? Jim Harbaugh. Jim they Harbaugh's need, going to the Giants. They bro. need a leader. Jim. They Har need a leader and a fiery guy. But Uncle Jerry said it best. Jim Harbaugh is going to the Giants. But the reason why I made that, and I look at that, that's what they did. They went all in. They got Cliff Kingsbury as the coach, and they and drafted that, Kyler minute, Murray. That took a lot of heat from. And look, he's done pretty well with them. He's handled them well, especially the last five weeks. They, he realized that what he was trying to do can't work, so he's adapted the coach, and he's learning. This is a first year as a coach, and he's looked really good. He's looked. He's he's had his and, moments. And what I'll say with that is, it's it's about finding the right connection, quarterback. And coach, okay, and and, that's, and, and that's I'll, what it's all about. And and Lamar Jackson, he's had to deal with his negativity from the media side early in the season, but you know, with the running and passing and all the other kind of stuff. But he's handled like a professional, mm -hmm. and he's gone out there and balled. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say is that Sam Darnold. This is all about Sam Darnold because he is a franchise quarter, a hopeful franchise quarterback, and that's all we've heard from Jet fans. We already have to this day still here. The Jets are going to run New York. Because the Jets got Sam Darnold and Giants took Saquon Barkley. Right now, that's up for debate. The question for who is New York, we all know it's still the Giants, but the Jets have reclaimed, declaimed themselves to be it because they got Sam Darnold. It hasn't looked good, but you have to help your franchise quarterback. That is the most important thing, and that's why they are, there's so much dysfunction because they're not helping their franchise so, quarterback. How about being a franchise quarterback? How about being Sam Darnold right now? 
and dealing with all of this childish stuff, to, this nonsense. To think Daniel Jones is in a better position than Sam Darnold right now. But I, I want to ask you, uh, before we go, volume, it speaks volumes to how this has how dysfunctional the New York Jets organization is. It's funny, is I just brought that up, and we're going to talk about the Giants in a second. But before we go to the next segment, I just want to take a, take a question from one of the guys. Go ahead. It's from Steve Piccarello, and I'll ask you first, he said, even though he's asked it to me. <laughs> if the Jets, with the upcoming schedule, it's kind of favorable, if yeah. they go on to win, say, five or six games, mm-hmm. does that change your opinion about the Jets going forward? Five or six games. Uh, no, because I still think Adam Gase has been a disaster as a coach. And I just think it's not – I just think the experiment's over with, and I think they should move on already after him. And I posted the question, Shermer or Gase? I think both coaches are on the hot seat already for a total of two or three years. Amazing. Combined in New York, and their both coaches could be out already. The Jets, five or six games, yeah, it might look good, but you might – I mean, right now, in this position right now, I think it's – and we talk about the Giants as a 2-6 and six team. It's about getting a good draft pick as well, too. I mean, you want to build for your future, too. I mean, you're not, win- you're not getting to the playoffs. To answer your question, you're not getting to the playoffs. So the next five or six games, you should be worried. Why would you want to go seven and nine and be in the middle of the pack when you're trying to, for the future, help your quarterback and find the right pieces to surround him defensively and offensively? It's a solid draft class coming up. Guess what? Help your quarterback out. And that's why I say it's about Sam Darnold. There's going to be a first-round talent receiver up there. The- Guess what? Help him out. Try to get a top 10 pick. Why win and be in the middle of the pack? It doesn't help you. That doesn't help you at all. And that's, because, a, and yes, that's the same way I feel about the seven Giants. It's 7-9. It's still a losing season. That's all I'm trying to say. It's still a losing season. It doesn't matter. You want to build for the future. That's all you care about if your team's like the Jets and Giants. It's about the future. It's not about the next five weeks. It's about the future. Is that okay? No, I'm cool. You answered. That's what all I right. wanted. You. I, and I, I have well, total agreement. Well, it's like, you're you're caught as a fan in a tough predicament. You never want your team to lose. No, I, it, but right now both teams are. Eh. But you also have to understand though is what's here's the the difference between four and twelve and six and ten could be a top five pick or being the tenth pick. Now the tenth pick could still be a star, but there's a likelihood that you can get at in the top five a Nick. Boza, I, that type of talent. That type of th- there's a kid named Chase Young who we'll talk about in a couple minutes that could be mos- possibly available if you keep losing because there's teams. And he, maybe you might not. be able to get him at four because Let's, teams are such needy, greedy, quarterback hungry teams. Quick about the Giants and Cowboys because we do is what to expect for this Monday night. Could the Giants play spoiler right now? Daniel Jones, first time they put, met in Week One, Giants started off hot, and you know the rest of the story. They look different now with Daniel Jones. As their quarterback at the helm, how is Dallas going to react to it? It's different. It's not it's not Eli Manning. It's not the statue. It's it's a guy that can move in the pocket now and make plays with his feet. Dallas needs a big win as well. Trying to stay alive for the NFC East playoff picture, wild card. They need to keep keep it going. And this could be a, tr- a little tricky game because I could see the Giants winning, but I could see Dallas also winning as well. I could see both teams winning. I don't see the Giants winning whatsoever. Not I'm at be, all? Ju- listen, Dallas— it's because they were in the color rush. They never won in the color rush. I love those jerseys. They are, but they never win. They're bad luck. I'm going to go get the Daniel Jones one. I at least know he's going to be on the team for five years. <laughs> so You're right. So what do you, so, so what do so, you expect? Uh, do you now, expect a different result? No, I really don't. I don't. Dallas is the much better team. They have the better offensive line. Okay. Right now, their quarterback is better. Zeke is now – here's the thing. They're coming off a bye. They're going to be healthy. Zeke is not coming off of 
not from Punta uh, Punta Cana or wherever uh, Cabo. He was in Cabo. Punta Cana. Where was, did that come I was thinking from? Dominican. You're thinking nice weather, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, nice first weather. cold day. Freezing Look at you. Outside right now first today. freezing I day of it. the year, and we don't like it already. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> but that, listen, Dallas is coming off a bye. They won five straight against the Giants. You know, do I think the Giants' defense will play better than they did in the first game? Yes, they have to. I mean, because Cowboys were running free like they were in the open field. I know. It was, it <laughs> I remember was that. Awful. We all but, thought Dak was a franchise quarterback. He was thing. already the best Dallas quarterback. Dallas is going to get the first taste of Daniel Jones. Yep. We've liked what we've seen from Daniel Jones this season. There's up and downs, but guess what? He's a rookie quarterback. You know, I like what Demarcus Lawrence said. It's pretty cool. They go against somebody that you haven't gone against before. He said he can move around. He's got a strong arm. He's athletic. He's, he could be good in the league, but he's also got to play us twice a year. He also said he might be Eli Manning part two. And, which, you say, and you, what was your response to that? If he's Eli Manning part two, he's going to give me two more Super Bowls. So we're, fi- than, we're fine with two more than Dallas has in the last 20 years. <laughs> so who cares? So hey, listen, and, and listen, Dallas is a better team right now. Yeah. They are the better team. They're they fighting for more. If Dallas loses this week, and this would be their second lo- loss at MetLife Stadium, they're done. Jerry Jones. Season's need, over? They're done. Okay. They need, well, don't, I mean, they'll, they'll pop, make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs, maybe. Here's my Here's thing. Here's the thing. That, now that puts Philly back in the position, Philly wins the division, Dallas is not making a wild card. Okay. No two teams are coming out of the NFC East. Yeah. One team is. Here's my, here's my only thing about this game. Pat Shermer, your job is on the line probably after this year. Most likely. Is on the is on the line. You're on the chopping block. I know what Daniel Jones is going to do. He's going to make mistakes. He's a rookie. I expect that. They're going to try to run the ball, play action. I need to see what Pat Shermer does as a coach because past couple weeks, all he's been is under scrutiny. Play calling. It's all been about the play calling. Pat Shermer, your job is on the line. Are you coming back as a New York Giant coach next year or are you going to be out when you can as maybe a coordinator? And I've said it. They need to get rid of Shermer. They, he is a coordinator. Some guys are made for just being coordinators, and some guys are made for head coaches. Pat Shermer is not a head coach. We've already seen him once in Cleveland. We're seeing him now, and it's not working. But his job is on the line, and I need to see a better game, game calling, play calling from Pat Shermer. That's all I'm saying about this Giant and Cowboy game. It will be different, but it all, become, it all is on Pat Shermer. Because he is the one that's been play calling, and the play calling has been suspect. You have the talent. You're going to be healthy. Maybe Shepard plays as well, and you can be fully healthy against Dallas. I need to see. Does, do, here's my thing. Do the Cardinals have more talent than the Giants on offense? No. The Giants have a better offensive line. Giants have a better running back. The Giants have a better offensive line. The receiving core is probably suspect. is probably both. It, you could go either way with them. And then the rookie quarterback. And you get the tight end. We have the better tight end. And you have the rookie quarterback. Whatever you like. If you like Kyler Murray, but you can take you look him. If you like what, Daniel you Jones, look you take what Arizona Daniel Jones. did last night. Both Ken, teams are very similar. Kenyon Drake, they just signed, Both teams traded are, for, and he looked like an he looked like a Pro Bowl running back last all, night. So why can't we use Barkley in that same way? And that's what I'm saying. Kingsbury, that's why Kingsbury could. Right now, it looks nice. It looks going forward. Matt LaFleur. How does Aaron Jones? He, why can't we do things because like that? Because we have Pat Shermer. He's not, he's not the guy for New York. He's not made for New York. And the New York Giants... It's all comes it's on very Sh- It's all on Shermer. It's all on Shermer this week too. The players are going to play. They make mistakes. They make the mistakes. But make the right calls, and that's what it comes down to. Go down fighting. That's it. That's what I want to see. Keep on fighting. Dallas has more to play for. Giants. Well, time will tell. Monday night football with the color rushes. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't checked our our first part, if you got to miss it, if you're a little late, you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube as well. Check us out, Keys to the City as well, and enjoy.
please keep checking us out. We appreciate keep all the checking us out. Keep checking us out. We support. We appreciate the support. What are we? Uh, we appreciate what the support. Are we window shopping. We appreciate the support. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking we're taking a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by the Joseph Aguirre to talk World Series. The Nationals are a World Series champions. Cole or Strasburg? Who would you rather have? AJ Hintz. He got out coached by David Martinez at Game Seven. You're talking to Keys to the City. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Keys to the City, brought to you by All Noise Radio. Here's your host, Trevor and Ted. Back Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. You're already getting yelled at by Ted. I know. I'm this sorry. Be an, Ted. This should be an interesting segment. Yeah. Then. So let's go. Let's fire it up. I don't. I can fit. Here we go. <laughs> so here we go. Baseball is sadly coming. It's over. Actually. Yeah, it is. It's not coming to an end. It's over. Baseball is over until. See ya. See you later. And that's what happened the other night. A lot of things that I was at work, but a lot of things that really big takeaways from this game. Juan Soto is amazing. Great player. Anthony Rendon. Is getting paid. Oh, a lot, a lot of money. Steven Strasburg is nasty. Yep. And AJ Hinch got out coached by David Martinez. And it's one simple move. And that's what I want to start with. I really want to start with David, AJ Hinch getting out coached. We'll talk about that as well. Anthony Rodon. Remember when Joe said, oh, he looked like he's not going to get a big payday? Oh, he's getting paid. I said he, every out he makes is one less, one less. Uh, well, when he gets 10 into million. when he gets into clutch time. Oh yeah, one of the best. He's one of the best. Ted, give it, give it, give it the clutch, and then I'll talk about AJ Hinch. Give it. What is he doing? Well, I sent, I sent the picture to Joe. I don't well, have it in front it? of me. But in the 17 postseason games, he batted 330, three home runs, 15 RBIs. He was on he base was at 413 percentage, at seven doubles. In the World Series, bad 280, two home runs, three doubles. Who cares? Eight RBIs. He was clutch but, when needed. But we sent the thing, and it was his last seven. Um, Every at bat after the seventh inning, home run. It was no, it wasn't a, like home a home run. run base. He'd have like a hundred home runs, then you idiot. He had he had a bat. He either walked, had a single double or a home run every at bat. He never got out, and that's that's clutch because those are the key moments, and that's what the Nationals did in this series. Yep. They were clutch in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Here's my thing about Game Seven. When you're up two nothing, and this is why David Martinez and Ted, you were like, no, he didn't. It, you kind of like went against me on this, and I said AJ Hinch got out coached. He didn't get out coached. Kind of like Aaron Boone got out coached last year to Alex Cora in the ALDS. He got out coached. Why? Because he didn't bring Cohen, and he it's brought very, in the guy that's been dominant for no, him against the no, Yankees no, no. in and the series before that, no. and for 162 okay. games. Well, here's the thing. Remember how we always have the saying, Game Seven, all hands on deck. Here's the thing. Grinky was pitching great. The moment he gave up that home run to Rendon. They should have brought Garrett Colon. Just like the Nationals, which with um Scherzer. I went away, Pat. I would have Scher- listen, listen, Scherzer pitched well, but the moment he was done, he brought in Patrick Corbin. Okay. He didn't go to his bullpen, all hands on deck. You bring in the best pitcher this year in baseball. Yeah. No brainer. AJ Hinch, and he didn't. I said and maybe even like Greg could go another batter because he was dominant. Guess, because guess what happened? Tell me. That damn A word happened. 
analytics came into play. He brought in the bullpen guy, and that's why the Washington Nationals are World Series champions, and Houston Astros did not win their second in three years. Game Plain seven, and simple. all hands on deck. You, we you're talked nuts. about this, Ted. There's no tomorrow. Why would you not bring in Cole? And you're not getting him back next year. It's already been said. You've seen it all over the Well, he's yeah, gone. he made that he's gone. clear. He's going to, he's going to California. He and that's another clear thing. After after the the game, he's not going to California. Be realistic. He's going to California. Not he's going not to going to the Yankees. You know where he's going. He's not going to the Yankees. You know where he's going. He's not going to the Yankees. I'll tell you where he's going. Where? I'm going to tell you where he's going. And there's two people that are going to make that happen. The first is Scott Boris. The second is the Major League Baseball Players Union. He is going to the place that is going to give him the most years and the most dollars, period. Angels. When you are the number one free agent and, and, and you're thought, a Scott yeah. Boris guy, do you know you all three guys think, are? Do you know Rendon, Strasburg, and absolutely. him? Absolutely. It's, it's, listen, he's going to dominate this market. He's got – He's and look, you know, these guys are all coming off sensational outings. Yeah. There's a lot of money to they be They all had. got deserving of paydays. They're all in the right age, too, where where they can get six years, seven year deals. I know. I know we I know we get scared at the seven year deal, Mark. I, I think you six could years see, is to me is the ma- for it a should max. Be. It should be. Did you see what I wrote when on Aaron Hicks has a seven year deal? It's hard to argue you don't deserve guys, a seven year deal. These That's guys are going to yeah. Brian Cashman. On so where is he going, bud? So AJ, huh? I don't know. I want, he, oh, the oh, AJ. I don't hit. know where he's going. Oh. I don't have a place, but I, t- I tell you this: the guy that gets, he's he's not taking less to go to California. No, ca- he's not no. taking less to Do go you, to the Yankees. The Angels Whoever, are giving him the most money, I believe, two fifty. They're giving him two fifty. Uh, so the Yankees need to do two sixty. Can I, I tell you? I just read an article. Yankees are going two sixty. I think the I, Yankees want Garrett Cole, and I and I just read an article. I got to send it to you. The Cashmans are already not going to pull the buck out for Cole. It, he's going to do the same thing. It's not going to be his call. It's going to be Hal Steinbrenner's call, he whether Steinbrenner wants to open If the boss was in-house right now, they would already have Verlaine oh, yeah. and Cole. There'd and be, they'd probably have Harper and there'd, everybody. There'd be a restaurant meeting in Tampa today <laughs> with Cole and, and Boris and and. Do you really think, though, that was the reason why the Astros lost? Yes. That uh, AJ Hinch when he's been that great, I mean, that out coach. When that dominate, when he's been that dominant for a whole postseason and all year. How about this? How about this? You put in your budget yesterday. How about the Astros four for twenty eight at home in the postseason, in the World Series with runners in scoring position? Right. How about the Nationals hit ten home runs away from their own home stadium? Can we? Can we just go back for a minute? Pull back, brother. Go in. Go. Let's go. We're going to talk Yankees just for a second, and and Joe's dictating the show. The Yankees. (laughs) Look, the Yankees. I told you the Yankees were going to steamroll. Minnesota, yeah. they played clean. They played clean. It was great. Perfect series. Right? We talked about this last time. Houston, they didn't play well. They were sloppy. Yeah. The pitching was great. But look, you know. Errors and, in the field. And this is why I argue that, that the better team didn't necessarily win the ALCS. Because. But they played better. Like the errors. Uh, and, it, yeah, the the other, intangibles. That stuff. That, that stuff. But their numbers, they, they didn't outpitch the Yankees. They, they didn't, didn't outhit. And, and, and it carried over into the series. And, and the other thing, you know, John Smoltz was, was big on this. The more looks we get on the bullpen, the more looks, the more looks. So, again, I think it begs the question you're asking, Trevor, why in Game 7 am I going back to the well on relievers that they've seen? You bring in Cole in that situation. I and mean, the Nationals brought in Corbin, and no Corbin was brainer. dominant. And that's why they're World Series, and that's why they're you think winning. H- you think Hinch afterwards goes back and goes, what did I do? Absolutely. I think he should. He, yes, he, yes. The other yes. question that I think Houston needs to ask itself is – what went wrong in Houston? 
I mean, this I was a team I'm, against the Yankees, right? Where nobody it was won at home, only Joe. Right. That is insane. Fascinating. And if, you, if you look Fascinating. at this Astros team. They both had team, great home records. They had one of the best in the game, Houston did. They were very – it meant more to Houston to have home field against the Yankees, or so we thought. In the end, it's what bit them on the butt. And again, it was that same formula that the Yankees went with where you're going back to guys you don't normally see more than twice in a series. Yeah. And in a seven-game series, you're seeing guys like four times. Yeah. That's or why in some cases, five, which plain is and simple, horrible. Plain and simple, A.J. Hintz got out coached. I don't care what anybody says. When you, have the, when you have the best pitcher on the planet for this year, you put him in. I'm also not going to – but I'm not going to blame him because the he way – he, he takes a major part of the blame. Okay, so here's – I'll go back to game Am six. Am I wrong? So I'll go back to game six. You have a blown call by an umpire. That was a bad call. Because I, I read, you see all this stuff. Yeah. Where's that's where he's supposed to run. The only time he's ever going to run in foul territory, and uh, Will Middlebrooks, the ex Red Sox guy, said this, is when you're rounding for a double. Right. Okay. And he, here's you also got to look at it from this perspective. If the catcher's picking up the ball, you have a good substantial argument because he's got to throw up the line, so the runner's going to be there. But because the pitcher is from an on the angle, you don't fault the runner because the pitcher threw a bad throw to first base. He throws that to the outside more to the second base side. He's out like this. Of course, the official's talking about Okay, You stuff. don't get involved <laughs> in the game. But it was and a big here's call. the thing. No, it was a big Anthony call. Rendon saved Major League Baseball because if he doesn't hit that home run yes. and the Astros that go on to win the series, this World Series is going to be talked about for years to come, and, and you're going to say you screwed a team, and it's it, it would be historic because the significance of one call and what it means – but the Nationals, every time they had an opportunity, I said this, and it's going to go to our next segment, Juan Soto. Down 3-1 against Hayter, one of the best pitchers in baseball, really pitchers. pitchers yeah. Bam, base hit, the guy misplays the ball, they win the game. Kershaw, down, hits the bomb. Then they end up going to the extra innings, and they win in game he five. Struggled in the NLCS, game two against Garrett Cole, hits a bomb opposite field to the train one. tracks. Was it game, game one? one. Game one. Game five against Verlander after Adam Eaton hits game hits six a bomb. And against Verlander. Game, game I said six. That. I just said that. I said game five. Just goes yes. to show, though, and good it, hitting beats good pitching. Mike, what he's but trying what to say, what he's is trying to the say clutch is clutch at bats. Yes. Rendon, the home runs, the bases. Adam Eaton. This was is a that, team that was the oldest team in baseball. Is the Nationals? They were 29th in the uh, major leagues in bullpen. It just showed though that when your starters were, they were on. For what they needed to they be. They were 19 to 30. But the clutch hitting, that back. reminded me of the Yankee teams. Clutch is at that, bats, is that not sense? home run or strikeout for everything. And it's funny because the Astros, who were more of a team who had the least amount of strikeouts compared to home runs in the entire baseball, they could not come through in the clutch. Is that the best 3 4 combo in baseball? Juan Soto or Rendon Juan Soto? No. It, well, Who's it, the best? It is, it is this week. Who's the best? Go look it up. I'll say the Altuve and Bregman are no slouches I never because said of contact I never, and hitters. I never said and they were. And if weren't. Gary Sanchez could play at where Joe thinks he should play, and Aaron Judge was batting third, you got to put that. It's definitely not the Yankees. You said it's three. Not, you said I think three, it's, you said, it's You said it's batters, hard, right? Three, four batters. It's hard no, to quantify. No, no, no. The best three, four in the lineup. Yeah. Best 3-4 duo. Sanchez and Judge could be your 3-4 and be just as better nope. than anyone. Power. Because nope. it's all power. It's no, there's no, um, ab- it's no average. Judge and Sanchez could hit, but they're too goddamn sloppy. They're too sloppy. Yeah, you're sloppy too. You're sloppy too. 
Say, gotta love, gotta love Ted. Gotta love Ted. Podcast didn't know we're on real ear. (laughs) Didn't know we're on real ear with all the Facebook. Yeah. The audience, don't Good worry, you, Ted. Don't worry. I'll, pa- make sure pa- FM, pa- I'll make sure pa- FM radio gets it. Pass the, pass the, I'll send yeah. that excerpt to him. Is Juan Soto the best young baseball player? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he's my one of my fantasy guys. He's been a, a pleasure. Are to you have drafting around. him next year in fantasy? Oh yeah. Uh, you know, he's been a very exciting ball player. You know, and, and it's funny he gets outshadowed a little bit by uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., guy in his own division. Yeah. Uh, which is a real shame. Because you see that guy got well, me and him. We were going back and forth on the Twitter thing. Yes, yeah, I don't want to get in depth because Acuna does have better. He was a 40-40 guy this year. He's an all-star. He's an MVP. But yeah, and I said Soto still got years to prove. But what I saw from Soto in this World Series and playoffs was clutch at bats, key at bats, timing, played great defense. Now, do I like his nonsense every time at bat where he's got to grab his crotch or make a face? I think it's, I think it's that's a little. Um, what did you think of him walking, uh, doing the Bregman up I to first base? I thought it was fun. I loved fun. it. I loved every Bregman, minute of because it. Because Bregman started but I was, so good. But it was on Soto's mind that he was going to hit a home run to do it, and then he went out and, and hit the home it. run, and, and that's what it. makes just, him so special. I just, you know, if this was not a World Series and a regular season, you got to be careful because you might get one of your guys hit. Yeah. Because baseball's funny, Trev. You know that. Guys get, oh, oh he did this, so I got to throw at him, or yeah, he stared at the ball. Guess what? I like what the guy from um, the Dodgers said. Strike me out then. Right. Don't let me. Oh, yeah, Max but Muncy. Let me, yeah. Let Max me just. Muncy. And Trev, you and me said this. Uh, I, had, I had a bunch of numbers. Just turned 21. Soto had nine hits in the fall class, including two in game seven. Became the second player to have an RBI in a World Series in game seven at the age of 21 younger. You know other guy? Mickey Mantle. You know, it's just he he's the second younger player to hit a homer in a World Series debut. He hit five home runs in the 2009 postseason, passed Miguel Cabrera for the most home runs in a single postseason by a guy younger than 22. So, you know, Miguel Cabrera is a Hall of Fame guy. Mickey Mantle is a, like, double gold jacket guy. Andrew Jones. Double gold jacket I mean, guy. Mickey Mantle He's is a He's that damn good, I okay? guess. Okay. <laughs> but Soto, think about <laughs> this. Counts. That's a, that's a t- He hit. <laughs> Not one. He two. hit 333 with yeah. three home runs, two doubles, seven RBI, six runs scored in the fall classic. He reached base in all seven World Series games and was kept off the bases in just one of his 17 postseason games. I think when you look at him and Glaber and you think about how old those guys are and then think back to Andrew Jones in 96 when he was 19. He hit a home run. He hit a home run. Youngest player in the home run. He too, bud. Yeah, you know. Home run and and World Series. And he was an unbelievable gold glove. But now let's, let's, let's look at another big picture. You're Look at Justin Verlander, Clayton Kershaw, uh, a lot of these guys who who are the superstars of baseball. Elite pitcher. And guys who seem to be in the postseason year after year. Hall of Famers. Don't do well. But Juan Soto, look, I mean, Juan Soto and Anthony Rendon, my goodness, so clutch. Nerves of steel. So clutch. For, Un- for that's a young all- guy, didn't didn't look like he was in the least bit, like, overwhelmed Not at the moment. Not whatsoever. He, it looked like he was that, Derek Jeter up there that's in his 100th playoff game. That's yeah. what makes your legacy, is postseason. That's what makes and your you know legacy. Funny? And Anthony Rendon, the guy they let go, Trev, yeah, Harper was not good in the postseason. No, he wasn't. Yeah. He and was the te- not and the, clutch. And the team as a whole wasn't clutch. I, I, it's amazing. Bryce Harper, you think one of the best players in baseball, leaves. Oh, man, the Nationals, what are they going to do now? They just go win the World Series. What I was trying to make this point, and, I, and this is how the question stuff. came up, because I saw it on Twitter, and then I reposted it, and I thought about it. I go, is he the best young player under, like, 23, 24? And I'm like, He's 21. Just Maybe 21. not. Because I think I'd still take maybe Glaber and Acuna. Like, uh, 
I but, don't know, man. Watch, but, but, I, I mean, Glaber's, uh, Glaber's fascinating, but what la- my lasting hit- image of him. The last image of him is him popping up. But what I think Trying about so- for what Soto like did Soto. in the playoffs, Soto though, did it. at least puts him in that category of top three young players. And he's listen. Last year he came up in May. This was his first. Then who's first your top three? Season. Who's your top three play, young players? This year in the he game had 34 right home runs. He batted. He had 110 RBIs, and he batted almost 280. Hello, who's top three young players right now? If you could think. I already have them. I mean, I, I mean I if it doesn't, if it's not Okuna, Glaber, and uh, Soto, I mean, you could put a Red Sox. There's I, some young I, Red Sox players that are pretty good. Too. I, I think, but those three right there, I, would I think say. the Red Sox players that we're thinking of are all over 24, 25. Mookie's young. No, he's not. No, not no. anymore. No, he's like no. 27, 28. But if we're talking like really young, you know, Devers, like, Devers, maybe Devers, but uh, you got to put him. You got to put the three guys I just mentioned. You got to put Glaber Torres. Yep. And you got to put Acuna. Tough to say Devers because he wasn't in the postseason this year, so That's true. we didn't really get to see him. But he was he, cl- would... he was last year, yeah, he was, which was fine. And he had a fascinating year this year. Would have been too. great to Very see him again. And, and you know, I'll tell you, in a, maybe in a year or so, we'll be talking about the kid from Al- Alvarez from Houston too. Yeah, the Cuban. But, he's a, but he, my God, he looked overwhelmed. I mean, yes, and lost in the moment. That was sad. regular season. He was amazing. Yeah, he you has know such a beautiful. Else, you know who else wasn't good in the postseason? Carlos Correa. Yeah, Bregman wasn't great either. But I he mean, got he got better he got as, better a, as got the better. World Series went on. But, but once, yeah, if uh, it doesn't was, revolve around Acuna, Soto, and Torres as your top three young players under like twenty three, then but there's so many young talented players oh, in well, baseball. That's, that's a good oh, thing. Most of the best players in baseball now are all under thirty. Yeah, which, a, which is that's good why for baseball. that's and, why we're, our next question about the two pitchers. Well, my lasting image of this is the World Series is Juan Soto and Steven Strasburg winning that. Sexy car. Did you see the car he won? Yeah. That's a my guy. And the and do you think Strasburg M- should have been the MVP? Yes, I do. He was unbelievable. And my la- and my other thing is Houston blew it. Houston, you had a pro- you had a problem and you blew it. They lost two games at home. You had a problem and you blew it. And all you had to do was bring in your big ace, because you're not getting him back. And AJ Hinch, he'll regret it. He'll regret this. This is a World Series. They let go of. Plain and simple. Well, and ultimately, I, and I think what we've found is that the Houston Astros really aren't aren't that great. I mean, they're a really good team, and they're, they're, they'll continue to be one of the top four or five teams in the game. But I don't think they're outright the best team. And the Nationals obviously proved this week they're not. Steve Rizzo will take Soto over Harper. But here's the I thing. I mean, he was clutch. I'd take him in the clutch. I, I would, too. Jace, I, Jace not, also said if Trout had the, uh, you know, kind of... A sliver of the personality yeah, that, that Soto Would he had. be a bigger star? Maybe. Who knows? Now, I, we'll think never Tr- know. I think Trout's person. I see. I don't like Soto's personality. That's why I said to one of my coworkers, he's like, I hate it. He wants to punch him in the face. I go... Well, don't worry. He'll never play for the Yankees because that type of crap will never the happen. Won't, don't want you, but but he'll be a na- the Nationals will never let him go. The Nationals will give him as much money. Well, as we he thought wants. that with, we he's also thought that, that with Harper too. He's going to be that great. And they did. They gave him a three hundred million. The final. I got two more questions for you. One more. It's about this World Series overall. Two best pitchers throughout this postseason. Most dominant by far. Cole or Strasburg, the two number one guys, one, two in the free agent class, possibly. With Strasburg having the option to opt out, he still has a four-year, it's still part of his four-year $100 million. Yeah, he's in his third year. So he has the option to opt out and get an extension. If you're one of those teams like the Yankees, Red Sox, that or Dodgers as well, that are let trying me, to oh, get to that World Series. Let me explain this to Joe. 
I still think okay. Strasburg is going to re-sign with the Nationals. It's just going to be an opt-out and then a re-signing. And but a if both contract. of them were both on the open market, open and that's market, why I asked Trev. You're a team. Based on what you saw from taken. Strasburg, even though he's a year older than Cole, who would you rather go with as your race going forward? Cole. That's what, Ch- that's what Chaz said. Too. It's close. It's close. But for Cole- me, Cole, and I, I think just because of Strasburg – I know this was a great year for him and a, and a full healthy season. I just feel like long term, if I had to put my money I, on I, the guy that's going to give me six years of health, yeah. I like Cole's health going forward. My la- I do. My lasting image of Cole is just the way he handled everything after Game 7. Getting interviewed, he's like, I'm not employed here anymore. Have, like didn't walk, even have the hat on. You walk, saw it, right? Walk, he had a Scott Boris he hat on. Wrote a, that's, I really and then he said, that's I'm a thank not, you letter for, and, for being bye And bye. I'm just saying, see you later. It's like the way he left, it's it's like a sour taste to me that I just don't see the Yankees going after him, and I just don't think the Yankees are going to give him $200, $250 million. If, listen, if him going they to— They would rather go if, after Strasburg. If him going to Anaheim pushes that team over the top, and you know Oakland's already good. You know Houston's going to be back. I mean, I, you know, I, I think as much getting Cole, it's keeping him from the Red Sox, the Astros, the Indians, any the Angels, any team that could possibly end up where you're going to see this guy again. You don't want to see this guy again. I just think it's L.A. I think it's a, with Madden going there. I think that's going to be that hire could be huge for them. And then Trout with Cole. I mean. Pfft. I don't. I wouldn't mind having Strasburg if he became available. I also don't I know mean, if the if the Angels are just coal away from competing. I I still think they've got major because issues. we've been talking about pitching for. So they're gonna have three guys over two hundred and seven million dollars on their team. Pujols, yep. Pujols is gonna retire soon. Trout, Trout, and him. Two guys over. Seven. Hard to build a team when you've got like a billion dollars tied up in three guys. Half a billion. It'll be half a billion in three. Look, I look, mean, that's bad. Look at the Warriors. Warriors had a, a total of guys of almost three. Of, yeah, like brought a them a championship. Though. Yeah, and basketball's different though. You cannot bring that up. No, because no. two guys in the NBA can win your championship. That is two true. guys. Is but look the best, at him. Yeah, the but best look, pitcher pitches every yeah, five but, days. But look at the look at him now. Look, Cole, Cole could go thirty-three and zero next year for Anaheim, and they'll probably still win sixty-five games. I would be. Degrom might win twenty-three games next year. Degrom needs two years to win twenty-three games. It's eleven of the clip. In those two years, he might win two Cy Young. <laughs> See, now that's Cole or Strasburg. If I'm the Mets, Cole or Strasburg, you would have Cole. I like Cole better. I mean, but would I? I wouldn't mind having Strasburg Strasburg out of bed. If I can get, I'll put it this way: if I can get, (laughs) if I can get Strasburg at a more affordable deal. You know what I mean? If, Cole, he if pitched, Cole, he opts out, he's look. He's not looking for the same. The way he pitched more. in the postseason, he's making twenty five. The way he pitched in the postseason, I'll tell you this. I don't know, man. I, he's well deserving Mets, of that money. W- the Mets will probably go after Rendon. They should. They need. A he's third already baseman. got an offer on the table. He's already yeah, got seven an offer. years, two ten. He's already got an offer on the table from the Nats. If you're the Nats. Because I don't, you're not probably going to be able to sign both of these guys. I said, why can't Somebody you? Somebody said they're not going to be able to sign both. There's of these. no cap. Who are you prioritizing, Rendon well, or Strasburg? This is this is my problem. With, are you with, pri- with the state of baseball? Look, you're coming off a World Series championship. You're, you, this this franchise just just grew in value like infinitely. Yeah. There's money. There's endorsements. There's advertising. You're going to be selling out next year. You're the champs. You're an idiot. If you don't go out there and spend big money to keep Rendon and keep Strasburg yeah, locked absolutely. in, if he opts out, you they would have be a nice core. Idiots. You had no problem that. paying Corbin. 
Right. right. Hey, if I'm next year, if I going into baseball next year, why can't the Nats be the favorite? Because they might not be the favorite in their division. They probably won't be. That which is sad. I think, matter of fact, I which think is, the Braves are already um, higher. The odds it. came out for last year. They already got no, the Braves. No, the Nationals uh, and Braves are at the same at fourteen to one. The number one is that what it Astros is? are but that's four because to the one. Braves have the Yankees. That's still a slap Yan- in the Yan- face. Yankees and Dodgers are five to one. That's a team that should go get Garrett Cole. I'm being oh, honest, yeah. to compete because when you're playing the Mets, when you're going against I'm, the Mets, I don't and they're going to put Degrom for Game One in Syndergaard, and then you go against the Nationals, got Scherzer and Strasburg. Who is your ace, right? It's not Keiko. All they need. Who is your ace? The Nationals. You put Gary Cole in the front of that st- that pitching The Nationals. Staff. All they have to do is just go get bullpen help. If they could sign Rendon and Strasburg, why knows? can't they? Be also, the, I don't know if you guys saw. Why Chapman, can't they be? Uh, Rollis Chapman is looking to uh, negotiate an extension with, with the, the Yankees. Yankees. That's cool. his first preference. If not, hell why can't they'll, they, they'll make a qualifying Why can't offer. the Nationals be the favorite going into next I think year? They I, think should they, be. I think they should easily be because of this core still there. If they say sign Rendon and Strasburg and get some bullpen help, why are you kidding me? When you their offense from top to bottom, you've already seen what their offense can do and their pitching. But staff. they were the oldest team in baseball. How, who do they retain? How they got a lot more questions. First, you get Strasburg and Rendon back. Pretty simple. Think about what Eli Manning did in getting to the Super Bowls, winning big road games. Yeah, yeah. When you look at what this Nationals team did to go to Houston and to, well, even, to LA. even LA win two they oh I they mean beat two teams that have more than 106 wins. There is something really special about this Nats team and and the way they grinded it out. You know, Adam Eaton was on my fantasy team for bits and pieces. He was always available and a guy whenever I plugged him in like they finally did it. Got what you needed. The Nats Shuba Cabrera, Howie Kendrick, hey Angels. How about Clutch guy. Let's, be, let's be realistic. How about it? Finally the Nats, a team that we it's kind of like the Ryan Washington. Zimmerman. It's like the Washington Capitals. We've been waiting for them to finally get over the hump they're and win a lose, title and they did you're not re- understanding they're gonna lose a lot of guys nationals of they're, they're the oldest team in baseball ryan zimmerman will probably retire and go into the sunset he's been there since day one deserved yeah. you know what i mean howie kendrick do has he come back does he want a payday after the type howie of kendrick whoever whoever Adam howie Ken- kendrick gets should be a contender because that's a guy you want in your postseason should we lineup. get the yankees though I wouldn't speaking, mind it. Speaking of the Yankees, this is how we'll you close it out. You can be my DH. This is, how we'll right clo- on. this is how we'll close it out with the Yanks talk. Larry Rothschild, gone. How do you feel about this decision? Do you think it's the right decision? And Ted sent me an, an article. I said to They've Joe been Trump. looking at um, college coaches, Michigan Joe and Silly. Arkansas. What do you think about the move of getting fired of Rothschild and then well, he's not going, going to Philly because they already signed their pitching coach. Total total scapegoating uh, of Larry Rothschild. Uh, if you if you look at the numbers that he's put up during his tenure, I got it. I got it. As a pitching coach, I'm glad you said this. Yeah. ERA from 2011 to 2019, 3.73, 3.84, 3.94, 3.75, 4.03, 4.16, 3.72, 3.78, and then 4.31. And, and mind you, put an asterisk next to that last one because it's in the juiced ball season. <laughs> awesome. Did we not have some pitching issues this year? I mean, with guys being hurt, yeah. this, he, that. I mean, he, we were throwing everyone out there today, this year. He, statistically speaking, is better than the last he five also guys that the Yankees have had Mel in Stott? that job. He has better better numbers overall than even Whoa. the great Mel Stottlemyre. Watch out. Yes. Well, look what he did. Look what he did for James Paxson. Yes. Made him one of the best pitchers in baseball. Right. I mean, again, the second people, half of the year. Everybody wanted to blame Chad Green and Jonathan Holder uh, and Jay Happ on Rothschild. And then they went down to the minors. And people were like, 
whoever this magical minor league Maybe coach is. Maybe they should is, bring the minor league coach up then. No, but there, here's the <laughs> No, he's already worked with him. Bring it's, him right up. There there was no minor league guru down there. I mean, it was it was Rothschild just talking to the guys down uh, at the training facility in Tampa. Uh, you, know, you know that personally? I do know that personally because I read up on it because I was curious because okay. people were uh, like, okay. I wonder who this guy is. There is nobody. Okay. There literally is there was just somebody taking direction from Rothschild and passing it along. He's the pitching coach. That's what he does. So who the, who should the Yankees be looking for? I don't know. David I Cole. don't know if I'm in love with the uh, like like overly analytical college coaches who I've never heard of. I don't know if that's the answer. But I'm, they I'm, do like analytics. That's something Yankees that's. Did you see the thing on Pedro Martinez? I don't want Pedro. I don't want After Pedro. you throw Don Zimmer, you have no place in Yankee. Yankee. There's just, yeah. you know, that could never happen. Are you kidding me? Shame on you for could even never thinking happen. that through your mind. He might be able to communicate with our guys. Oh, come on. That's, that's no. He should not be. No, he's a Red Sox. He's a Red Sox. I, 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 you know, it's funny. I've seen people like Cone. I don't know. He's been lobbying for the job for years. I well, think they should, I don't know. That's good. Time to sign A-Rod as the hitting coach. He's and David, been watching and, and the David last Cohen few years. Coach. I think, I mean, I, we all know if you watch Yes, you know how how well Cone understands the game. Oh, yes. Very and, much so. you know, I've talked to David Cone a couple of times. He is He's a, a jerk. No, Dad loved him. Oh. He was such a nice guy. Rude when he took to pictures. me twice. What would you say to and him? And I'll never let it down. What tell. did you say to him, though? I did tell him he was perfect. That was and my he, opening line. I thought that was funny. And, it, and he, what did, he say? did not, didn't like it. And then we got into it about free agency because I think free agency is gross. <laughs> Joe's going to have a full on. And he's a union with... guy. David Cohn loves the union. And I was like, you know, the back of your baseball card looks like a passport. I don't like that. Why, and then he attacked me. He was like, we have a right to make it. And I was like, oh, cry baby, David Cohn. You're making like this? 15 million on Twitter. It's so like four years ago. Me and Coney got into it on Twitter. Yeah. That's awesome. That's fun. It's not awesome. It is because he my you... guts. <laughs> and doesn't return my calls now, but that's fine. Well, whatever. It is what it hey, is. Hey, at least you got to talk to him. It was cool. I, I would sign we A- should get him on Keys to the City. I would be working on sign, sign A-Rod as our hitting coach. And sign David Cohn as no, they'll be all juiced up. I don't I'll tell you what. Stop. You know what? Listen, <laughs> listen. A- you ever listen to A Rod talk? People love. He's A-Rod. the only one on that Fox thing that I can actually understand. And first of all, <laughs> and second of all, he's the only one that actually, when he speaks, he speaks with knowledge in the game. I listen to Poppy, and I don't know what the hell he's saying, and he doesn't make sense. So Rothschild, he's well, like, it oh, is yeah, confusing. The, and so- and A Rod talks in an analytic, in a smart way, and he's already and he's already, re- already signed with the Yankees. And he's worked with a lot of these young guys. And I think guys like Stanton and Judge could, could take a note from his book yeah, and use it. And maybe here, Sanchez. A, but I just here's wonder, here's I just cycle, wonder yeah. if, if, you know. He's again, not leaving the booth, though. When you think about his postseason struggles, is that really the guy no, we don't, I don't want that, that you want? So just because of the postseason? So yeah. Th- yeah, for Yankees, it's all about the postseason, not about the regular season. We're not a team that's going to be fighting for every year like the Padre, Pirates. Oh, so let's go call Scott Brocious. Well, let's call him up. Everybody, everybody wanted a de- – like, like, I've read Scott, from a whole bunch of people. You want to get Scott Brocious? I, don't, I wouldn't have a problem with that. He's coaching now, now at Oregon, I believe. Is he? Yeah. Huh. Look, everybody wanted to complain that the Yankees <laughs> bull – I read an article yesterday, the Yankees, uh, the Yankees bullpen uh, failure, that the Yankee bullpen plan was stupid – Maybe it could win you 100 games in the regular season, but it doesn't work in the postseason. And I thought, you were like an inning away from forcing Game 7 in the ALCS. To say it didn't work is kind of dumb. 
I mean, it worked. It just didn't. I mean, it was we didn't right need to have, there. We didn't, we didn't need to have as many pieces as we did. We, if we had starting pitching, it could have been. Could have been the game. Domingo Herman or chances in that bullpen. Yes, yes. And it, I think, how about, I don't even think the series is close. How about, had nothing to do with pitching. How about if our guys hit like the Nationals guys? Yes. We're in the damn World Series. Because again, if you think about it, Houston didn't hit as well as the Sam, Yankees did. Sanchez couldn't hit a beach ball. Okay, Didi was swinging for the fences, and he hadn't been the same since he got back from injury. Glaber changed his swing, and everything was like, well, you, I'll tell you what, for Glaber. swing like this <laughs> up oh, in the you air. You know what? You both brought it up. Listen, I mean, Glaber Torres you ever seen took swing? the whole team on his back in game six, and he was swinging for the fences, which is a, not what you're looking for, but... I felt like that kid felt like it's gonna be me tonight or nobody. It's gonna and it be was, me. No one else really seemed to step up. But look, and sent great. Song. Everybody after the the Yankees Astros series, everybody said, "What's the big problem? The Yankees don't have enough pitching." Well, Houston took all that pitching, and where did it get them? So Nowhere. this was a bad move by the Yankees. No, listen. Also, you have no issue with this. Movie. Here's what I'd like to see: can, can the Yankees run these same guys out there next year and make it back to the ALCS? Yes. Healthy with thirty and without thirty Absolutely. son injuries, they could totally do it. Yeah, they've Let's got it down. They've like got 15. talent for days. They've got plenty of pitching depth. Would it be? I mean, I think we've all determined, and and we'll see what Severino looks like coming into the twenty twenty season. If he can get, if he's going to be back to ace form, yeah. and what happens with Herman? Otherwise, too. otherwise, well, you know, you've got four twos in this in this rotation. It's better than any threes. I could live with. Wow. I would love to Thanks, see them man. go get Garrett Cole to top the thing off. How much, I think you could, how much? As much as humanly possible. Because like I said, great, my you give, you'll give them three hundred million. Great, yes. Great, my great, my tickets. It's just money. Great, my tickets are going to be. I'll have to pay fourteen dollars for a beer instead of twelve dollars a beer. <laughs> would hey, you? Get Trump's approval rating. It's what? Up. Listen, <laughs> would, would you do that if I told you you might win three championships in the next five years? Of course. No one cares about the money because it's not my money. Right. All we want to see as a fan is to win. I and hate. I love how people are like, oh, don't, pay don't pay them. Don't pay them. Oh, why? Dude, right. Because it's coming out of your pocket. No, because no, because then you hear, then you hear all the anti. You know what? Fans Who cares? Say, oh, here they go buying the bag. Okay. Buying you know what? Everybody else buys the. Everybody else does it. You know what? The teams Good. that have it. Take, you Not have, for nothing. The team, Where's all the Houston's homegrown talent, pitching wise? Mm. Where's that? They just traded. They didn't Where's sign that? up. They haven't signed. Where's up. that? Traded. I know. It's only Where's their the hitters. Nationals? It's only their hitters. It's different when you trade. I you guess. gotta it's be able to go trade. out and you've got to be able to find the right guy. Why do you think the Padres went after Manny Machado? Why do guys go after this guy? It's because they're trying to make a name. They're trying to make their team better. But Listen, because you're not okay. You want to win the Marlins? You're gonna win 50 games. I have a lot of bunch of no names. No worry. Don't pay no one. Don't worry. You'll be but a garbage. Because, but because it's the Yankees. You know how people. The Cardinals, the the Yan- Cardinals like went the after Cal- Paul Goldschmidt. It's, they paid him. Maybe it wasn't two hundred million dollars. It's like the Cardinals. Them. It's uh, no. It's like it's like the Cowboys. It's like the Cowboys. The name. Hey, the branch. Cubs. It's Who like, do they go? They traded for Con- uh, Cantina or whatever his damn Quintana. name is. Quintana. Quintana. Yeah. Uh, oh, come on. Who's the other Cantina's guy? Cantina's a good place for food. Oh, you Darvish gave him big money. How's that panned out for him? Cole, Cole Hamels. Hamels. How'd that pan out for him? John Lester. Lester. Yeah. Okay, he was good for one year. Right. He's never been the same pitcher. If he was that great, the Red Sox would have kept him. It's just him. because it's the anti-Yankee fan. And the, right, it's, but it's Theo Epstein's like a genius. And, and, and Ryan Cashman's a fraud. And remember last year, they talk, the it's White Sox, Yankee, they have just, tons of money. They have tons of money. It's so just, they're going to go buy it's players. It's anti-Yankee fans being for, anti-Yankee fans. Here we go. Here there's here a lot go. of anti-Yankee fans, but for any Yankee fan like who doesn't look at this season and think like, this team is stacked. 
This team can definitely come back next season. I'll tell you what, if you replayed the ALCS 10 times, I think you'd split it 5-5. I really do. I think the Yankees and the Astros are dead even. I think the Red Sox took a major step back this year. There's a lot of teams that have a lot of issues. The Yankees are not one of them. The Yankees could stand pat and go to spring training just like they are. No DD either. And I think the Yankees still win 100 games and the AL East. Jace Garcia made an interesting name, CC. You know, I thought about that. I think it's too soon. I, I mean, he just retired. I think CC probably wants. CC's a already year got off. a job for ESPN. He's already working for ESPN. Yeah. He is not going. Oh yeah, he's got to yeah. sit out for three or four years. He, first of all, he's too close to the players right yeah. now. It would be too much of a controversy. You got to do it like what David Ross did. You go in the booth. You see the game from a different perspective. Right. And and then you go back and it and it gets an opportunity for him to be with his family and health because he's not going to want to be on the road for five hundred thousand dollars a year right. as a pitching coach when he was just ma- yes because. That's what they're making. That's terrible. And just like I listened yesterday, do you know how much the difference between baseball management is and college football? Do you know the Boise State coach makes twice as much as Aaron Boone? The oh, Boise yeah. State college football. Baseball coaches don't – I mean, baseball uh, managers don't get paid anything no more because this is what happens. Look at this. Oh, the piece of paper says you got to put this guy in and that bat and you got to – because it, it doesn't matter because no one cares about anything about coaching. The game has changed. It's all about what the computer says. Because Joe Joe Aguirre is the best player on the third base, so we're gonna start him on third today. No, that, <laughs> what is wrong with it's, it's not even. You're not wrong. It has yeah. nothing. They're like Joe hits okay. left-handers on Tuesdays really well. We gotta get and him he, in the lineup. And he bats three fifty on day game, so let's start him over the night game in the doubleheader because he doesn't. Like, you don't think Joe Aguirre could go win ninety-eight games as the Yankees for the manager? I mean, Yankees manager. How much I could. No, you can't. I could. No, you Why can't. not? I what does he have to you? do? Oh, I could. 90. 94. <laughs> Give me 94. Wants, uh, Second make, place. You want to make a bet? Well, I, would, I would take 92. Can we make this a possibility? How? How do we do it? Because I'd love to. 92 and a half. Make a petition. I, if there we was an over under. Joe Aguirre for a minute. Here's the thing. Over under 92 and a half. When you're as talented. Are we really talking? Uh, this, is, uh, this is fantasy. But ba- this is never happening. Let's just but end But that is the difference with management as managers of no, baseball. But let's let's just end this guy because this is um this is a And I fan- would hire David Cohn to be my pitching coach. <laughs> I'd hire <laughs> A-Rod Aguirre as as a I would player. hire A-Rod as my bench coach. As always. No, Teddy, you're my bench coach. No, no, no. What am I? <laughs> no, I'm bullpen. special advisor. No, I'm your bullpen coach. I'm the special advisor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your strength and conditioning coach. No, you're not. Oh, yeah, we need one of those. <laughs> We definitely do. You know, it's funny. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk Chicken about... Chicken for everyone! The Yankees, the Yankees need to do something about the training staff. And I thought, yes. like, that's stupid. Hal Steinbrenner is literally looking into it now. Good. Uh, which I thought... When you have 30-plus ju- yeah, players, there's something wrong. I don't care. I, I don't care. 30 they need plus to stretch players? more in the morning. <laughs> something. Joseph, <laughs> as always, thank you for joining Great us. Great season, by the way. Well, this well, has well, been well, a ton of fun. I mean, we're going to... You're not done with us. You're not going away. Yeah, no, I just meant the season was fun. I didn't mean, <laughs> now, didn't mean like we weren't. Now, how, how old is your daughter today? It's her birthday. My I daughter saw. turns 19 years Happy old. Happy birthday, Eden. She's one of our uh, avid followers. That's oh, yeah. Awesome. I'm sure she's probably watching this. So, Happy birthday. Happy yeah. birthday, Eden, from Keys to the City. Joseph, as always, thank you. Thank we'll you. Talk, we'll be talking more. Winter meetings are coming up. The Can't rumors. Wait. You know it's going you know to be brewing soon. I'm already cutting his mic off. Let's go. <laughs> it's going to be brewing soon with the Yankees already going after call and then as well we got to have you on for some football too Love you, do it. A, you do a couple football shows mm-hmm. as well so we'd like to get you on joseph thank you as always yeah, we'll have a great weekend brother Giants.
See ya, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming back. We're talking college football. Chase Young, is it a possibility? He's a Heisman candidate. Is he really going to win? How about the number one pick, maybe? We'll talk about that in game picks as well. Keys to the city. We'll be right back, folks. sports we've got sports here on keys to the city brought to you by all noise radio here's your host trevor and ted And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. If you didn't get to check out our football portion or the MLB portion of the Get Show, you could check us out on Spotify, YouTube as well. You missed it. Ted's been dancing, hoo and ha. He's going all over the place. Speaking it's because of, it's because our fantasy season's terrible, and we got nothing to cheer for for football. But we're talking college football. I guess we have something to cheer about with college football because both of our teams have been, my team's been dominant, and your team has been pretty good so far. We'll talk about their massive game they have this week against their arch rival, the Bulldogs of Georgia, in the Battle of Jacksonville. Who? The team up north? They're, no. It's only for me. You can't do that. They you just do, can't do that. They say that. You, you can't. It's not right. It's not the same meaning as Georgia. Ohio. It's not the same meaning as Ohio State and that team up the north. The largest cocktail party in that would, Jacksonville. That would be a fun game to go. We're going to talk about that game in a few minutes, the biggest game of the weekend. We also got an really? American Athletic Conference game. And there is two big Pac-12 and then, and games, then a, even though we're only There is a Pac-12 game. Maybe we'll give a bonus for that bonus pick or bonus! Some, if we want to pick. But Oregon, USC, can they play spoiler USC? But I want to start off with the best player in college football. Oh, we're going to start with that? By far, yes. We'll do, our, we'll, do our, um, we'll do our game picks to close out. College football has great players, as always. There's dominant players. This year's version of that dominant player is Chase Young. It's pretty plain and simple. If you watch him on Saturday evenings, nights, or noonish games, he is the best player. You have to tune in and watch him. He is a man amongst boys, as they call him, the predator. He is a monster. 6'6, 270, very elusive, very fast, is a beast, dominates. And you just saw what he did last week to a Wisconsin team. And we always know Wisconsin is so great in the offensive line. The trenches, it seems like that's always been their strength. Look at the linemen that go in, as Joe Glad said. It seems like there's always uh, Wisconsin and Iowa tackles. Joe Thomas, Ryan there's Ramchuk. There's so many good. John I mean, there's Moffitt, so many great I mean, talent. They've had so many. Travis Frederick. Oh, yeah. I mean, Travis Frederick, maybe the best center in all of football right now. Joe They're, Thomas, one of the best left tackles of all time. He's He was Hall of Famer. John, oh, there's a bunch of guys. Who else? Well, I was going to say uh, John Moffitt. He was actually a Guilford neighbor. Me and Chaz oh, played yeah, against John Moffitt. Him, but he played in the pros. At John Sullivan as well. John Sol no, yeah. Notre Dame. He went to Notre, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. My Boy, fault. Come on. I'm sorry. But they, every year they have, they have at least two or three players. Every year drafted, they're always very valuable My linemen and, and, and sometimes best linemen in the league. And he dominated last week. He's leading the nation with sacks. He's got 13 and a half, four, uh, three and a half clear of anyone else in, in, um, in college football. Yeah. Listen, he's tied for the nation lead in tackles for loss at 15 and a half, tied for second in disrupted dropbacks at 14 and a half, tied for third in defensive pressure at 34. And I like what Ohio State did last week where they didn't just use him 
in the sense where, hey, we're going to put him in the outside linebacker, and that's what he's going to do. We're going to use him all over the field. You're gonna like what the Giants did a couple years with LT. You put him in the you put him in middle line. Couple years ago with LT. Uh, couple years ago, <laughs> thirty years is a couple years, I guess. Thirty years ago, but what is you, what you, is, you put him all over the field? <laughs> you make him disruptive. You, you you don't know where he's coming from. Yeah, he's that athletic. He's that smooth. You know they showed some highlights there that you got to watch his hip drop, which is very important and to name for the speed man, yes. and strength at his size. Now we're talking about Chase Young, but we got to think about this for two seconds. Think about the last four years in Ohio State. They had a guy drafted number three in Joey Boza, who was phenomenal. Then they had a guy last year drafted named Nick Boza, his brother, number two. And now there's a guy in Chase Young, which might be better than both of them and could go number one. And you think about the feeder program and where they have developed and what these guys have learned. And, and Nick Boza might be the best defense end already in football right now. He's definitely going to be a top candidate for defensive player of the year. For I'm a mean, rookie player of the year. Yeah. Might be a defensive player of the year candidate. Mm -hmm. Okay. This kid Chase Young is phenomenal. Some people say he's the now, better, he's the better of the three. Here's the things I think that's going to hurt him. Because people still fall in love with quarterbacks. Second of all, and you made this point to me, and I didn't realize this. This is the same thing happened with Matt Weiner and Reggie Bush. They might split votes on that team because there are three guys if, on that. Well, if you don't know what we're talking about, is Chase Young. We're just talking about Chase Young currently right now as the best player on college football. But well, he, is it a real possibility? And while, what Ted's talking about right now is it is it a real possibility that Chase Young, a defensive end, who's been absolutely dominant. Last time a defensive the, player was in candidacy was uh, Sue. No, man, I tell you. Ma was Man he Titan. before Sue? No, yeah. Sue was before Manti Teo. Oh, he was. Look it up. I'll talk. Why I talk, you look. Right, so Teo, you. Sue. But Teo never Trump, really had a chance. He finished second that year. That was kind of a... He finished second. Yeah, and I think then, his girlfriend called the, him on that line. <laughs> voted a hundred times. That, that too soon. Too soon. No, it's not. That was Chase, like seven years ago. I'm just kidding. Chase Young, is it a real possibility that he can win the Heisman? And now, what Ted was just saying, the quarterbacks, Tua, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, those four guys, Justin Fields, and t you do make a point. Well, you just Le said, hey, legitimately. But go to my point. Just legitimately. Said, you said Justin Fields. You also got to name their running back, J.K. Dobbins, who are all three candidacies for Heisman. So could that take away votes from him? Legitimately, can they take away three votes? If I'm of a Heisman voter, which I'm not. Who's the best player on their team? The best player in college football is, all, is number two. Chase Young. Okay. He is the best player on Ohio State. I'll so if he's the best player in college football, he's not the best player on his own team? What? If he's, okay, he's so the let best me, player in college me, football. Let me, reiterate, let, me, let me bring it back, and let me ask you this question. Who's the most important player oh, on Ohio Jabril State? Oh, Jabril Peppers was also a finalist, too. Who is the most important player on Ohio State? Most important player on Ohio State is always the quarterback. And it's Justin Fields. But and I and why say I say JK, that is because I could Ohio say J.K. Dobbins. Could say J.K. Dobbins. It won't matter who their running back is, and they have a great running back right behind J.K. Dobbins. Their defense, Ohio State, State is still loaded with NFL talent. They have a quarterback that's probably going to get drafted in the top ten. Oh yeah. Okay. Judah. Chase Young. Judah. What Chase Young does is he he is the closest thing to an LT type factor at the college level. There is no one that's going to be able to single block him in the entire college football league. Mm -hmm. There might be not many guys that can block him in the NFL. Time will tell. Time will tell. 
He's that dynamic. What he does is turn Ohio State defense to a good defense, to an elite defense. I mean, have because you, they he can, look at their totally defense. changes the their game. You have to nasty. double team him, which means. If you're keeping a tight end or a back end, you're not able to get that extra receiver, which means instead of four or five receivers, now you only have to card three. Now you can play much more coverage. Now your secondary can be much more aggressive in the, on the back end because the offensive line, and we've seen what he did to Wisconsin last week. Total, totally took the game over by himself. Yeah, when you could do that as a defensive player, you're well-deserving of a Heisman, and he should really... I don't care if Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins. I know they're, they should be mentioned in the Heisman conversation, but Trent, Chase Young is the best player in college football. He's the most dominant college football player currently right now. It's not Tua. It's not Joe Burrow. It's not Jalen Hurts. It's Chase Young. He's making men look going back to being boys. He's been dominating, and he just did it to a Wisconsin team, like I said, that is known for – producing great offensive linemen and he is ta he took it to him he played i mean he's been lights out he's been everything we expected him coming into this year and that's plain and simple now my other point about chase young i'll let you go because i was going to ask you i was also going to ask you this what's important in a heisman candidacy is primetime games and he's still got three primetime games Coming forward, he's got the Penn State game, he's got the Michigan game, and then he's got the Big Ten. And there'll be and there'll be so many people watching that Michigan Ohio State game because it's it'll be a noon kickoff, it'll be huge. He'll have that. He'll have the Penn State game, which will be a prime time. That will be game. two weeks. That's in two, two weeks. weeks. And both teams that could be number one versus number four or five. Well, both. time will tell. And then time will tell. And then of course you're gonna have the Big Ten, Big championship. Ten championship. So, so I you mean, have there's three opportunities to prove yourself. There's three games still, yes, to prove for Chase Young, and he's been dominant in those big games so far. So. Speaking of Chase Young and the Heisman, he's, he's definitely going to get invited. I'd be stunned if he doesn't get invited. If he wins, wow, that would be even more of a shocker. My next thing about Chase Young is the NFL draft is coming next year. <clears throat> and this draft is known as a quarterback-heavy draft. I've heard six the, quarterbacks going in the first round. Which is shock. That would be wow. I don't know Colin, if Colin thought I don't, seven. I don't know if there's six first-round talents right now in college football. There's Right now... And as seniors or the guys that can go, I do not see six of them. I see about three. I see about three but or be, four. Because, like, you got to think. Maybe. I see three or four. I do not I, think you Jalen Hurts is a first-round pick. But he might, he might fall in into it. Yeah, the kid from Utah up. State has been talked about first-round talent. Jake Fromm has been talked my, about first-round talent. My point is the name that we've been hearing for the number one pick for the past couple of months because of the teams that are going to be at the top of the draft That's class Tua. is Tua with the Miami Dolphins or the Cincinnati Bengals fighting for the number one pick. In any other draft, Chase Young would be the number one pick. And Chase Young should be the number one pick. And the teams that pass up on him will regret it to the day they die because it, they'll, they're going to lose jobs over this pick. Chase Young should be the consensus number one pick without hesitation. It shouldn't be Tua because he has ankle injuries. I don't trust Joe Burrow as a franchise quarterback yet. Yes, he's made LSU look something we haven't seen in years, which is throwing the football now. You don't, you're, I don't buy into it. And Justin Herbert, Oregon, that's a time will tell on that one. He has everything you want in a franchise quarterback. Still an Oregon But so did, Joe, so did uh, Joey Harrington, who was drafted third. Alex and then, then Achilles Smith, who was also a Cincinnati Bengal and – was failed miserably. And then most recently, Marcus Mariota, who just got benched. Yeah, they're great in college, but they never translate. Justin Herbert has all the tools to be great and has it. 
It could be a franchise I quarterback. Saw, I, but I Chase saw Young one to Miami, Herbert it, two it, to the for a team like for a team like Cincinnati and the Miami Dolphins. Yes, you need a franchise quarterback, but you have so many glaring holes on that team that a Chase Young is a game changer defensively. Yes, Tua, you get Tua, you get your franchise court hopeful franchise quarterback or Justin Herbert. Does that team get any better? Probably not. But with Chase Young, at least you have a and you're having multiple draft picks in the Miami Dolphins. So why not? If you wanted to, draft Chase Young one, trade up with one of those number one picks, and go get your quarterback. It's not that hard. For teams that have glaring holes, Chase Young will be an immediate impact starter, whereas Tua and Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, guys that are still question marks. That's just me. Chase Young, without question, if I was a GM, even if there was a quarterback, I need a quarterback, I'm taking Chase Young. Do you have anything to say? Finished it up for me perfectly. You don't have anything? Okay. I added what I needed to say. Okay. Well, do you think it'd be silly? Do you think it'd be silly? Well, do okay. you think it'd be silly? I'm not gonna get into it, but you know I kind of reiterated it, and I'm I don't want to really get into it in the sense that Miami and Cincinnati, even if you draft your quarterback next year, right? Mm-hmm. Do you really have expectations to do anything next year? No. No, if, if you go so to the So if I'm Miami, yeah. I have no offensive linemen. I have no defensive players. I've traded away every good player I have on the DMT. For draft. For so how yeah. about this? You're gonna have Two first round picks. Go take Chase one. Chase they got number three. Three first round. I apologize. Because for Tunsil. Okay, so go for get Tunsil deal. So go three get first round picks. Go get your pass rusher at mm-hmm. one. Then come back with the tackle. Then maybe you come back in that third round, take a quarterback if they're falling, or take another piece that could sure up your team. And then next year, when you really stink again, there's going to be two more quarterbacks named Justin Fields and most Trevor people, Lawrence. Most people. And then now you could have. If you were ranking the most important positions in the NFL, it would be number one quarterback. For me, number two would be pass rusher. Number three would be your left tackle. And number four, for me, either would be between a receiver, a star receiver, or an impactful secondary guy. Cornerback is one of the most valuable positions. You would need because of the corner. way the game is played today. I know that... And it's it's Chase Young. They have if the I, cornerback, so if, go get the left tackle. If go I was a GM, I, fans, and to answer your part with the whole, oh well, you can wait maybe another year for a quarterback. Miami fans have been waiting for two. They, so they've been is, waiting for, since Dan Marino. So what yeah, the hell is another year going to be? Because make a they need a they've needed a quarterback and they ah. have a chance to be a number one pick. Chase Young should be the consensus number one pick next Whatever. year. But he won't. I know. And teams will. Well, teams Good. will regret it. And then hopefully he falls to the Giants. He's not getting past three, which would be the Washington Redskins. No, they're going to go tackle because they're going to lose Trent Williams. And they're going to take the tackle out of Georgia. Oh, my God. Or the tackle out of University if of Washington. Fall, if Chase Young falls anywhere. In they the, just, they, outs, oh, my God. He'll probably fall to Ford or Atlanta or the oh, Jets. Oh, my God. And the Jets can desperately use a guy like that. The Giants, yeah. the Falcons, the Jets. That's why they're bad. Or, they, or, they could desperately need or a player. Or 32 teams could desperately use him. Yeah, exactly. You can put him anywhere, and he's an immediate impact starter for your team. Let's get into the game picks. There's no Ohio State games this week that are big for me. So it's okay. But we do have some big games. No Chaz this week. It's okay. He's a busy man. Let's get into a, a shocker of the week, kind of. What's the primetime game? It's an the American game. Athletic Conference game on Keys to the City. I think this might be – Where would you, is this the first ever game we've ever had an American Athletic Conference game? Hello? No, uh, no. I'm Hello? Sorry. Hello? <laughs> is there an American Athletic Conference game that no, we've I think, ever I think, I think a year ago we did the, um, 
the Central Florida game, one of the Central Florida okay. games. Was big okay, okay, gotcha. I think well, it was against like Cincinnati or something. So we usually do a once a year with these games because well, there's not many great teams in this league, but two. I didn't even two surprising that. teams right now. The kid, the quarterback from SAU, SMU is the transfer from great. the University of Texas. Great. SMU is taking on the Memphis Tigers. SMU is 8-0 right now, ladies and gentlemen. Shane... SMU is one of the few undefeated teams right now, and SMU is currently ranked 15th in the country versus Memphis. Wow. Wow, these teams offensively are juggernauts. Both quarterbacks have 20 touchdowns passing. SMU quarterback has seven interceptions, 20 and seven. Brady White, the quarterback from Memphis, has 20 touchdowns, four interceptions. They've both thrown for over 20... 2,100 yards. Both running backs. One's got 884 yards. What's his name? Xavier Jones? Let me guess. Yeah, Xavier Jones. 884 yards and 14 touchdowns. So what do we got? We got Memphis right now. Wow, they can. these teams can score. Now, the power FPI gives uh, Memphis, because they're home, a 58.5% chance to win. So, listen, this should be a great game. This is this is an opportunity f- for, for the, the American, American Athletic Con- Conference, Conference to, get displayed. to really s- – to really display the talent that they have in this conference. You know, we've seen Central Florida the past couple of years be the, kind of the front and center leader of the pack. But this will be good for, for them. Memphis is always the top team up there. SMU is the surpri- probably, if not Baylor, the top two surprises of the school. And, you know, you also – this is a – and this is also a big game because Cincinnati, which is in this conference, only has one loss, and their only loss is to Ohio State at Ohio State. So, you know – I don't know much about these teams. You know, you don't see them on national televisions as much as you do with the other. Well, you see highlights, right? I see highlights. I mean, they, these teams, it's about offense. It's about offense. And this is what this is what usually these games are. I In mean, the American both- Athletic Conference, past couple of years, it's been Cincinnati, Central Florida, Memphis. And they've always been high-scoring games, high-scoring affairs. It's all about points. It seems like this is the new version of the Big 12. <laughs> because you look at these teams... They put points on the board. They don't play a lot of defense. And it's just, if you like fireworks, these are what these are what these games bring. This will be a fun game. And SMU, one of the few undefeated teams left in the country right now. An, Amer- an, an undefeated team went down last night. Appalachian State is officially done from the undefeated ranks. So, SMU versus Memphis. The winner of this, if SMU wins, they take a big lead right in the American Athletic Conference. And it's still a possibility of a new, new, new Year's Six bowl game. So, who wins? Is it the Mustangs or is it the Tigers? I'm going to go with the SMU. I like SMU. I, I'm very impressed. I mean, 8-0 SMU, man. They, they've been so bad for so long. Back in the day, they were powerhouses until the death penalty happened for them. And then, but do you know? And they then, have four wins by seven pu- seven seven pew seven points or fewer. And, 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 and that's, hey, that's a good thing though. Sometimes in games like that, nah, you, deal, co- you deal with adversity, and you have to you have to respond to that. I watched last week. And they they almost blew the game against Houston. They won. They did. They won. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with them. I'm gonna stick with the Mustangs to win a high scoring game, 42. 38 in favor of the Mustangs. Wow. Yeah, this is going to be an offensive juggernaut. I mean, I'm just looking at these guys. Both teams can score. They almost have 400, 500 yards of total offense by both teams. But I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to go with the Memphis Tigers. The yeah, I'm going to go with the upset. Okay. I like it. I like it. What do you got for a score? I got a high score in a fair. How high, Ted? How high score of a game? 41-38. That's the same score as me. I had 42. Oh, you did? 
I wasn't listening to your score. I was too busy reading. Thanks, Todd. I was too busy reading. All right, so you got. But I, I, but I think. But he, I, I will tell you, and this, I'll say this again when we talk about this next game is. This, if I'm a conference and I have no objective with any team, the conference wants SMU to win, because that is their best chance to get a big okay. bowl game, to be in the big. Because that's what it's about. Because when we talk about this next game in Oregon and USC. Yeah. The conference is rooting for Oregon to continue to win so they have a realistic chance to get into the Final Four. Yes, so Oregon, as you know, Pac-12, there's two teams still fighting for a college football playoff spot. And that's Oregon and Utah, 7-8 and eight currently right now ranked in the polls. This is what the Pac-12 needs. They need Washington to go down to Utah and then the, the, the Trojans to go down to Oregon. They need to lose both of those teams so Oregon and Utah can meet up in that highly anticipated big Pac-12 championship. So Oregon's going to the Coliseum. Coliseum has already played spoiler with two, those Utes. Yes, they are still. Two Utes? But it was early in the year, and Utah has been playing well that they have got back in the top 10, whereas if Oregon loses this game, you can certainly knock them out of the college football playoff possibility teams. So... It's all set up for USC to win. This is a perfect type of game. Late night, Saturday night, Oregon comes in, a top 10 matchup. And I'm going to add to this. If you haven't noticed what happened, what's happened in the past three weeks of college football, all signs point to a fourth week consecutive. That's a top 10 team going down. You had South Carolina beat the Georgia Bulldogs. Two weeks ago, you had the Illinois fighting... Illini beat the Wisconsin Badgers. And then last week you had Kansas State beat the Oklahoma, St Oklahoma Sooners. Can this be a fourth straight week we see a top 10 team go down? Oregon has played well offensively. Justin Herbert's starting to heat up. But their defense has been struggling the past two weeks. And that is a cause for concern. What is going to happen with this game tomorrow night? Does USC come in and play spoiler, or does USC lay a dud? This is Clay Helton's possible, or Mel Melton, is last opportunity. Helton. Did you say Melton? I thought it was. Last opportunity. Felton. Last opportunity to really maybe try to hold on to that job. Does he do it? I am going to go with Oregon. I do not see a fourth straight time week a top 10 team goes down i think they're too talented their defense is going to come in hungry they felt they've dealt with a lot of adversity the past two weeks with their defense playing poorly and struggling last week to washington state almost losing with a game-winning field goal i got the ducks winning 41 to 30 thank you for that go ahead analysis no it's go listen ahead. you're you're completely right on this the coliseum is a different animal for USC, they play great at home. Like you said, they beat Utah. They were they were able to connect on big pass plays. They put pressure on the quarterback. I just think when I look at Oregon, this is a more complete team than that Utah team. They have a much better quarterback. This is a this is a kid that listen. He needs to put some consecutive games together to prove that he's Heisman candidacy and worth that top pick. Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. We know he's talented. He's got the size. He's got the strength. The arm. The whole the whole package. Mm -hmm. Okay. We need to start putting in some consistent big wins. They had a good win against Washington. Tight, tight game. And they but, beat Washington they State won. last week too. You know, when it comes down to it, I'm going to take Oregon. Their defense has played good. They've been on the road. Troy and I'm gonna take the Troy Dye might not play. They're one of their best players on defense and the heart and soul of their defense. It may not be playing, so that could be – watch out for that one. So we're both on Oregon. 
Oh yeah, and I, and I and I think it's going to be a closer game than a lot of people. You know. I think forty-one thirty. Oh, pretty. I'm thinking thirty-one twenty-seven. Okay, okay. So let's get into the mammoth, massive game, and it is a massive game. It's literally called the largest cocktail party oh, in Florida, and that is Ted's Florida Gators versus the Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville, the Georgia Bulldogs. I totally forgot to put the. It's okay. You've been up and down. You've been all over the place today. It's okay. It's hard when you guys do three things. I'm running the board over here. He's I'm doing everything. The screen here. He's the do-it-all guy. I'm trying to look at comments. You know, Jace so, Garcia says Utah's going to the playoff. They're a, not going to the playoff. First of all, they're not beating Washington this week. Ooh, that's really? my upset. Yeah. Oh, you got you got the upset? There's yes. a top 10 matchup that's going down? Absolutely. Okay. Washington. Okay. Always, they're going to get someone, and they're going to get Utah this week. They're okay. going to beat them. Okay. Jacob Eason and, and the Huskies and Chris Peterson are going to knock off the Utes. Okay. And they're going to be two Utes now. And now that's going to be an awful thing for the Pac-12 because that means USC will probably be the South. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> I the Pac-12 the the Pac Pac South. So let's get in. And they're, they're going to end up having a rematch, and it's not going to help Oregon out in the long run. All right. But hey, whatever. But this is the game that matters. This is the game. The Gators yes. at six. The, four, the Georgia Bulldogs at number eight. Bulldogs? Bulldogs? We're going to come for them. We're coming for them. So give me, tell me why. Florida's just winning this game. Tell me why. Does, I don't, there's no reason. Uh, here's the reason, okay? Oh, my God. There's no reason. There's oh a reason. Oh, my God. There's always a reason. There's always a reason, brother. I don't like what I see from Jake Fromm, especially the last two weeks. He has not performed well. South Carolina game, the Kentucky game, you could say weather was an issue. He hasn't been fluid. He hasn't been the guy we've seen for the first two years that we thought, hey, listen, didn't you pick him to be a Heisman? No, what I said, if you listened earlier, is if Georgia wanted to win a national championship this yeah, year. Yeah, but didn't before the season you pick him to win the Heisman? Or last year? Did, I know you picked him somewhere. No, I didn't pick him to win the Heisman. I think yeah. I had either two or Trevor Lawrence. No, I'm just I'm breaking my thing, I'm my, breaking the stones. My thing no, my thing what I said about Jake Fromm quick is that for that for him or for the Georgia Bulldogs to be in the national championship picture and for them to win, Jake Fromm had to be a Tua or a Trevor Lawrence. Or Justin Fields. Or, well, <laughs> up until that point, we didn't know about Justin Fields yeah, and any of these quarterbacks. It was all about Tua and Trevor Lawrence. And Jake Fromm was one of those guys that if you wanted to win a championship, you had to perform like those Perfect players. game manager. And those guys, and he has not. And that's why the Georgia Bulldogs coming in this game, yes, both teams are on a bye currently or coming off of a bye. It helps. You get everybody back healthy. But still, Jake Fromm has not looked good. And that's why the Georgia Bulldogs are in the position they are currently right now. Because Jake Fromm has not taken his game to another level. And that's why... And I'm sticking with Florida again. I picked Florida in all their big matchups this I year. And I'm 1-1. One one. I picked them against I Auburn. They beat Auburn. I picked them against LSU. They lost. They almost had them. But I'm picking them to beat Georgia, eliminating the Bulldogs. Oh, listen. This is an elimination game as well for the SEC okay, and is, the college football Listen, this playoff. is going to be a great game. Okay, It should you, be. you got Georgia, which might have one of the best offensive lines as a team in all of college football. Yes. Okay, They have a left tackle, which might be selected in the top five. Okay, they have a quarterback in Jake Fromm who might be a first-round talent. That's what we've heard from the last three years. He's beaten Florida the last two years, forty-two to seven, and I had it right in front of me. And they killed him last 36, year. And 36-17. Okay, they've been the better team. They have been. Yeah. They have a, a loose. They got a stud running back in Swift, but they have a lot of young receivers. They have a really good defense too in Georgia. But you know what else? So does Florida. 
And ever since Florida lost their starting quarterback, Felipe Franks, early in the season, Kyle Trask has been great. He actually has more touchdown passes than Jake Fromm this season. He's been their great. offense has been very fluid. He's 114 for 169 for almost 68%. He's got 14 touchdowns, four interceptions. Listen, at one point or another, he was outplaying and out. Um, he had more yards than Joe Burrow in the LSU game. The, what I look at why Florida is going to win this game, they got three studs coming back. Okay? They have the kid Tony, who's been out since the University of Tennessee Martin game. That's the kid number one who had that elusive run yep. against Miami down the sidelines. Mm -hmm. They also get their two best pass rushers back. Oh, Kadarius Tony, that's his first name. Uh, first name is John Greenard and uh, Zababre. Zuniga, that's the name. Swear to God, I. Okay. That's. The, are, they listen, that, are they that much of a game changer? When they have been off the field this year, okay. Teams rush for almost 4.3 yards per carry. Okay. I remember this from yesterday at the gym. When they are both on the field this year, teams rush for 1.9 yards a day. And when you have two elite pass rushers, you don't have to blitz. Okay. You don't have to bring pressure. You can sit back, play coverage, and make giant. So what's, Fromm, a, what's the score? Florida's winning this game. What's the score? 31-24. Okay. This is plain and simple for me. Whoever wins in the trenches is going to win this game. This is and the best Florida team that they've had in the last four or five years. And, you know, listen to that thing last night. This might be the best offense they've had since the national championship team. What's you mad? You, then I'm no, talking you, about my team. No, you When you talk I'm about not, Ohio State, i got to listen to it for no, an hour. No, you're done. Because remember, you, you, you remember when you, Florida uh, plays Ohio State, they beat them. Just uh, like in the college basketball national uh, championship. Just that was like a long in, time ago. Just like in the football you're national championship. You're, like you're, you're living in the football national championship. You're living in the past for that. It was 12 years ago. Still winning. Still winning that. Ohio State won a championship. Oh, yeah. Troy Smith, Ted Ginn. Bye. Bye. What a beatdown. I think that's like the worst beatdown in like college football history. National oh, championship. come on. Yeah. What about USC beating Oklahoma? How about that one? Remember Al Horford and... All oh those yeah, guys come on. Down Mike All right, Conley anyway. And Greg Plain and okay, whatever. Man, yeah. what a bad year that was for you. Yeah, what? Yeah, it was terrible. Listen, this is this no, 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 no. You just gave off your whole thing. You're done. You're cut your mic off. Cut your mic off. My time. It's very simple. We're beating it's them. Nice and sweet. We're chomping. Nice down. and sweet. Chomping down on that dog food. The winner of this game will all come down to who wins inside the trenches. If Georgia can dominate and run the football and control the tempo of the game, and give game. Jake Fromm opportunities for his play-action pass, then Georgia's going to win. But if Florida wins, shuts down the run game, forces Jake Fromm to be the guy that he's not, and that's throwing the ball 30, 40 times a game, and they get pressure, then the game's over. The Florida Gators will win. It's plain and simple. And whoever wins inside... Jace, Jace is on my team. He's good. on the Gators. It, doesn't, it all comes down to who wins inside the trenches. If Georgia wins... It's going to be because they will be able to run the game or run the football and set up the play action. It's going to be because if, of the if, quarterback. If, what if, quarterback if, can make the play? And that's, Jake what Fromm, com, and that's what comes down to. That has nothing to do with the offensive line. Can Jake Fromm make the play? Is he going to be it like. Do, what, it, does, it doesn't. Is Jake Fromm going to be it the guy you just said? So the offensive line has nothing to do with that. Of course he does. Okay. But in a game where it's evenly matched, Florida's defensive line okay. versus okay. George's offensive okay. line, right? Okay. If, you were, if you were comparing. Yep. Right? Yep. They would scratch each other out. But who is going to make the play? Kyle Trask or is it going to be the guy you just said and you started this thing off with Jake Fromm? Is he going to be a guy like Tua and Trevor Lawrence and all these other guys? Is he going to be a difference maker? Can't really do much when your offensive line is getting the butt kicked. Oh, I know. Of course. When I they're getting dominated and, the, and, the, and Florida's getting after him, pressuring him, getting sacked, 
I don't care who you are. Trevor Lawrence, Tua, but Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. Don't matter. Quarterbacks got to make a play. Tom Brady, don't but matter. If you're, if you're, when you have the opportunity, quarterbacks got to make a play, right, bud? If your offensive line is getting dominated. Trevor, we know that. It's like every game. So that's why. That's what I'm talking about. You just make it seem like the offensive line doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with this it's, game. No, it's going to be a great matchup. But I'm just saying, they're going to cro- – listen – you think Ford is always going to be over to get pressure? It's going to be a 50-50. George right. is going to win some plays. So I'm going with the Florida Gators to win. I'm just I'm, saying I'm, I'm when Jake Fromm does have a chance, he's going to need to make a play for the Georgia Bulldogs. That's all I'm saying. I got 21-17 Florida Gators to win. I like it. Go with the Gators. I'm riding with the Gators. I rode with them all year. See if they can win. Third time's a charm, too, as well. Give me this Ford the rubber match. Would Florida jump? The rubber match. Let's into see. the top four with that loss. Well, we'll see. Time will tell. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking our final break. When we come back, asking one simple question. The NBA's greatest strength is their greatest weakness. What does that mean by? We'll talk about that. Keys to the city. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Over Crest Media presents Keys to the City. <laughs> Come on, smile, Ted. Smile for the camera. Smile like George Kittle. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to close out with the NBA. And the NBA has already taken a hit, kind of. And it's one of their greatest strengths. We always talk about the NBA. It's a star-driven league. And Adam Silver... Loves he backs the players all the time. He's a play, he's a pro player. He's he's all about that. But why is it their greatest weakness as well? Because they rely on their stars. And Ted, we were talking about the gym yesterday, and you said it about was it baseball or the NFL? NFL. That you said like when there's guys that go down like this year. Look at this year. Use this year as we'll an give this year because it is it's the most recent. There's been a lot of big name quarterbacks that have gone down. Big name players out for the year. Some got benched. The careers are over. But yet the NFL still had an... I wouldn't say Ratings all-time. have still the, increased. They're still going up. It's Cam Newton's been out. Andrew exactly. Luck's been out. Eli Retired. Manning got benched. Ben benched. Rathlisberger. Drew Brees got hurt. Okay? There's a lot of mediocrity. Just Mahomes has been out. Yes. But guess what? The ratings haven't suffered in exactly. the NFL. And it actually made it more intriguing mm-hmm. in the sense of like the Saints when Brees was out. Oh, my God. So what was going to happen? Are they going to be able to make the playoffs? Now, Teddy Bridgewater, then you see how well he's played. 5-0. They went 5-0 and without him. You, so you're seeing things where it's not so much about the quarterbacks, which because we always talk about the quarterback. The quarterback it's a quarterback-driven league. league. We know that. The NBA is so driven by their, their talent. They're Meaning, reliant. Oh, of course. They're reliant on the staffs. They're reliant on the They Kawhis. are the gas that makes the car go yes. in the NBA. Whereas the NFL, you can lose players and quarterbacks or big-name players, and they could still be thriving in the ratings. Whereas the NBA, you lose a Steph, you lose a Kawhi to an injury or rest, or LeBron, Giannis, Harden, you know the names in the NBA. There's big names. There's about Zion, not having Zion. It's hurt, but it's also their greatest strength because you have so many of those star-studded players that globally they know so well of. Well, but when they're out, it hurts the ratings. The ratings take a huge dip because NBA right now, it just started. You're already seeing Curry out. Zion's out. 
Kawhi's already having load management time. He's Paul already George. missed the game. Paul George is out. Anthony Davis is dealing Kevin with Durant's injury. Out. Kevin Durant is out. And John Wall's out. John Wall. There's just a bunch of the big names. And the NBA is like, well, what do we have to talk about? All we're talking about was LeBron James, the Lakers. And there's there's not much. Whereas the NFL, there's, there's so much to talk about other than the quarterbacks. Where the NBA, you have those guys out. And that's what it's hurting currently. Perfect example from a fan perspective. And as we are, all are fans. We're fans. When I go to the Giants game, I'm going to watch the New York Giants. I'm going there to watch my team. When I go see the Knicks play against the Lakers, I'm only going because I want to see LeBron James play. So if LeBron James doesn't play in that game and I pay $500 for a ticket, I'm going to be devastated because I don't care about the Knicks and Lakers. I want to see LeBron James play. If I'm in Milwaukee, you're going okay, to see Giannis. I, I'm going to see Giannis. So if Giannis is sitting down, I'm like, what the hell? I paid 300 bucks for it. Go see the bunch of scrubs playing, and I got to pay for my oh, kids, and I got to get hot dogs and hamburgers. They're not scrubs. They're good they're players. They're not but Giannis. They, that's what, but if I'm in Green Bay, I'm going to see the they're, Packers They're play. good players. There's good players on those teams, but like you said, they're not Giannis. They're not that star, that superstar. You go to games. You go to Golden State to go see Steph Curry. You go to the Brooklyn Nets. Next year, a lot you're going to see a lot of fans because you go to see Kevin Durant, Giannis, Kawhi. You go to the Clippers. Perfect example. Game. You're one of your best friends, Pete Conti. Yeah. What is what team is he a fan of? He is a fan of LeBron James. Okay, wherever he exactly. Goes to. So he loves LeBron. He it's has his nothing player. to do with the team. Yes. When we talk about other sports, I'm a Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. Now I like other. I like Mike Trout, but I'm a Yankee. I'm fan. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a New I'm York a Giant, Giant fan. fan. Ranger fan. Fan. Exactly. You're I'm a, a fan Florida of the, fan, but you're a Florida fan Gator, of play. Florida Gators. Now, I liked like when Chris McCaffrey or Reggie Bush. Yes. I have a Reggie Bush USC jersey. I have a Barry Sanders Oklahoma State jersey. You have a I, Sean Taylor jersey. I do have a Sean Miami Taylor Miami jersey. Miami jersey. Because I like Sean Taylor as a player. But you ask me, I'm a Florida Gator fan, plain and simple. I don't yeah. root for anyone else. I'm an Ohio State. Yeah, I'm an okay? Ohio State fan. I'm a Giant fan. I don't root for anyone else. I, I mean, you know, if... You know, if it's fantasy, I'm rooting for players and stuff. Exactly. But that's what a lot of fantasy football has done. You root for players and not think. In basketball, though, where it's in a league-driven thing, and Adam Silver has gone to this. Now, to a fault, it's actually a good thing. It's worked for them because he's gave the players power. Power? But More when you, power. But I won't say all the but power. It's, it's like, I'm not a parent, but I've heard this, this story. When you give your kid an inch, they want to take a mile. Yeah. Okay. You give him, hey, you could stay out, wait till 9 o'clock. Well, next thing you know, he doesn't show up till 9.15, and it's 9.30. You know, like, you, when you allow, now, no back-to-back games in the NBA. When you allow guys to just sit out because of rest, you're hurting your product. Fourth game of the season, Kawhi Leonard sitting out against the Utah Jazz. Really? Already? Fourth game of the season? Let's be realistic, dude. That's all. Come I'm on. That's, it's plain and simple. And think about any other sport. Think about now Yankee play, baseball players. They do it because it's 162 games, and that's what they say works analytically. But in the old days, guys didn't sit out. No. Guys in football but don't sit out. But they is, try to play. They play with injury. That That's just the way the game is played. Hockey guys, they get a puck in their face. They lose four teeth. Their blood's coming out. Yeah. Eyeballs sticking out. They push it back in. They put the teeth back in. They glue together, and they go back out in the next period because that's what they do. Basketball guys, oh, I ran up and down the court. I put the ball through the hoop. I'm tired. My legs. You try doing that up and down the court. You'd be tired. Right now, I would be. We all be tired. We're not the fourth game of the season. No, but that's why the NBA. You're right. it's, It's ridiculous, but the NBA has allowed it, and that's why they've become 
almost like they're infatuated with their stars because they're so popular around the world that when they're out, their ratings, they're, I mean, who's watching Thursday night on TNT in March if, if it's the Clippers and Lakers and LeBron's injured or Kawhi's injured and LeBron's taking a rest or something? You think that game's going to be intriguing to watch and be like, oh, I'll pull George and Anthony Davis, but still, it's about the— Well, J like Jay said, would you not be upset if you go to a Packers game and Aaron Rodgers isn't playing? Well, the only reason why he wasn't playing is because he's injured. Well, I know he was that before If he was injured. I'm talking about load management, but then we're talking about as a whole, too. You're seeing guys like Kevin Durant's out with an injury. Curry's out with an injury. Zion's, Zion's out, out with an injury. Some of the big names. John Wall's out with an injury. Yep. Anthony Davis out with an injury. Paul and then, George. And then when you him. and then when you add in the load management guys, now it's not, it's not just okay. Harden to always Harden. We, uh, we understand. I understand the injury thing. That's that's part of the game. That happens in every sport. But now when you double down on that and you add load management guys, so now Paul George's not playing for Clippers, but now Kawhi's not playing because he's tired because mm -hmm. he just doesn't want to play tonight. As a fan, that hurts the game, it hurts the ratings, and it hurts the team. That's why teams like the Jazz and the Nuggets won't do that. They'll get the one or two seeds, but it won't make a difference at the end of the day. Because Kawhi's already proven it with the Toronto Raptors that you could sit you could play sixty six games, sit out for about eighteen or twenty, and then go and then go win the championship. Plain and simple. That's why. I don't know. I come, from, I come from a heart and desire where I play every game. There's no way I'm sitting Unless out any I have game. a major injury, like I tear my ACL or something, or Achilles, which is understandable. You're not playing. You can't play. You physically can't play through that. Okay. But if you're just taking it for rest, I'm always trying Fourth to Fourth game of the I'm, season? I'm playing. I'm, I'm playing until I'm, I, I hang it up or I'm, or I'm forced to be. And, in, I, and I'll finish it off with this last statement. We just talked about a whole bunch of things, but you know what makes it more hurtful as a fan is it just shows that the regular season for the NBA is not important. It's not every it's like every pre it's like preseason in football, and I know I'm using it's football like, as like, the king. It's like preseason. Every regular season game in football, college or NFL, are important. It's like preseason in the NFL, and actually in baseball, you won't you wouldn't think it, and I've made this argument. But every game in baseball is important because you don't know at the end of the season how many times do we look at one game like the Yankees if they beat when they swept, lost the Orioles and they lost or the, when the, the Yankees got beat swept in the Astros in Houston early in May. Yep. I know. You come back and you That's look at the right. season. I know. And you're like, oh, we only lost by two games, and the two games we blew in the, the ninth inning because we had the lead. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, those games weren't important in May. But then you look back and you're like, oh, we finished two games out from the Astros. We could have had the number one seed. I'm just so, saying. So, yes, the NBA is I a star-driven league, and they rely on their stars. And when they're there, yeah. it's their ratings are sky high. I'll pay attention the, in May. See you they're, later. They're happy. Their ratings are up. People are going in, getting into the seats, watching the game. But they rely so much that when they're out, the league is hurt. The league gets hurt, and it's their biggest weakness. And it's showing early on right now. Plain and simple. Ladies and gentlemen, we are signing off. If you didn't get to check out today's show, you can check us out on YouTube, Spotify as well. You can follow us at Facebook, Keys to the City, Instagram, Twitter, Keys to the City. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great weekend. We'll be back next Tuesday to discuss the weekend recap. Talk Florida Gators, see what happens with Ted's Florida Gators, and we'll see what happens in the NFL season as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Aguirre, thank you as well. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys
to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.